106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace, peace in our families, peace across this land. And dare I ask, O oh Lord, peace even in this chamber, now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. Amen and a woman. Please tell me you speak English. I'm Detective Carter. Do you speak any English? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? One of the hottest tickets in New York these days is for the treasures of Tutankhamun, the Egyptian king who died in 1325 BC. The ancient relics that were buried with the boy king are on display at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And here to report on this exhibition is correspondent Roseanne Rosanna Day. <laughs> Metropolitan Museum of Art right here in New York City to see the Tut exhibit. And I really learned a lot of neat things. You know, Mr. Fader, the Egyptians believe that when you die, you're not really dead. You just go to another place. So they buried people with all their stuff so they don't have to shop when they get there. <laughs> Anyways, this King Tut was just a kid when he died, but they buried him with some very expensive pottery bowls and some razzle-dazzle golden masks and even his very own cute little teeny tiny chair. But then I said to myself, Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, if his tiny chair is here in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, that means that little Tut is walking around in the afterlife with no place to sit down. So he's been standing around for 3,000 years. So anyways, I was walking around and looking at everything, and like in this one glass case, they had this little King Tut's fancy, fancy gold plate or something. And I was trying to get a close look at it, pressing my nose up against the glass and fogging it up with my breath and everything, wiping it off and fogging it up again. When I noticed, my tongue was all green from eating this Clorette's mint to give me good breath. <laughs> and I kept trying to scrape the green off of with my teeth like this, you know, like that. And then my teeth got green on them. I tried to scrape that. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> here, I am in here I am in this 
ritzy culture museum with a green tongue. But do you know what really makes me sick? Did you ever look underneath your tongue? It's all blue and white and pink and it's real soft and bumpy and it's got this real thin piece of skin that you're always afraid it's gonna rip if you open your mouth. Oh, you please shut up. Greetings, everyone. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is our 93rd episode, and this should start playing on uh, on January 9th. So uh, thank you for listening. If you're a first-timer to us, uh, we will be talking and playing clips for about two hours and a half. And that's broken up into six segments. So I'll talk about 20 minutes and then play a couple clips that I think are helpful and educational, entertaining. And uh, and they, you know, you can take that information and restate it, but they state it so well, I usually just leave it with them because they do a better job than I could do. So, uh, again, uh, we're here for two and a half hours and you can reach me or follow up with me. Uh, by emailing me at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com, nohostagesradio.com. That is our website, nohostagesradio.com, that you could go there and get any past episodes and past articles I write. I write a couple articles a week about what's shaking in the nation and the, the state of California and our local area, and it's called a Territorial Dispatch. Uh, if you're up in the Yuba Sutter counties in Northern California, you can look at a hard copy. You can just easily go on the, on the, um, internet and go to, go to territorialdispatch.com and, uh, click on the current issue and, and you can just scroll through it till you see the articles, or you could just go to my website and you don't have to look at a newspaper. Uh, you can also reach me at my phone. A, a mobile phone at 530-713-1838. That's 530-713-1838. You can text me on that. Uh, I am on the West Coast uh, or the Left Coast, and uh, so you can you know what time it is over here compared to wherever you're listening from. Uh, you you can text me anytime. You can call me anytime. Um, I will answer the phone pretty much anytime unless I'm in a meeting or on the line. And so I don't screen calls. I do call people back, whether they're a favorable call or not. So if you need to talk to me or text me, uh, or text me and have me call you, any, any of the options uh, uh, is fine with me. So each week I have a, f- a few people call or, or text or uh, email. And uh, a lot of times they'll give me information, uh, clips that they think are articles I th- they think I should read. And I do uh, take a look at those. Usually, I I really attempt checking it every day. That it's a it's a unique email that uh, I don't use for everything else. So so I do check it. And if you've emailed me, have a question or a comment or something, I I will respond. So um, 
let's get into this today. Uh, it's again, uh, I'm, I'm working on this on the seventh, the night of the seventh, but it'll play on the ninth. So you can, you might think, Hey, where was, you know, how come he's not talking about this or that? So when this plays, I'm two days, you know, I've lost two days of news, uh, cause there's a little lag in putting it together. Okay. So as of tonight, which we're approaching, uh, <clears throat> midnight, turning over to the eighth, uh, there is uh, basically insurrection in the country. And so I've been around here for a long time, never seen anything like this. Uh, basically, uh, if, you, for, if you're listening to any mainstream news media, if you're still there, I feel sorry for you, but uh, I'm not going to focus this talk on you because uh, you're in real trouble if you're listening to mainstream media. Uh, for those that are listening to alternative media, uh, all the big social media platforms are uh, screening or censoring any kind of conservative, real conservative, uh, pro-American or patriotic news, and they're censoring any kind of uh, tweets or comments on Facebook or Instagram uh, messages that have anything to do with the truth of what's going on in the nation in terms of uh, the the stealing of the election, the continual lying about Trump, the continual lying about what happened yesterday, uh, January 6th, blaming that on Trump uh, people as opposed to Antifa people dressed like Trump people. Uh, that was cops were involved in that. It was an inside job. If you're not up on that, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to try to convince you of that. It's, it's not worth it. Uh, what I'm looking to do right now is to work with patriots, people that get it, and that are, uh, are going to work a part of the resistance. So I have no interest in trying to convince anybody uh, or uh, convince anybody that, that Trump is right. Uh, or that all these people are wrong. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, you're hearing a lot of that uh, discussion already. If if you're paying attention, uh, you're you're educating yourself. This is a time where you're not going to be able to just listen to the media, mainstream media. You should. Uh, uh, I haven't been listening to the mainstream media for decades, and uh, when I do see it, when I'm in a, in a uh, some kind of a venue like a restaurant or something. <coughs> Or someone, something else. Some somehow I see it or a clip on YouTube. Uh, I'm just astounded at uh, they're just idiots and liars. So uh, if if that's your gig, uh, you're listening to the wrong fella. Uh, so we're really organizing here in Northern California. Uh, you might think, oh, California's just lost and and they're all just uh, weirdos out there and left left wing people. Actually, there's a lot of patriots out here and conservatives, and uh, there's cell groups, cells of uh, resistance developing. Uh, and in case of a national emergency where we lose all kinds of communication, there's cell groups to to work together to uh, form a resistance. So we want to preserve our country. We want to follow the Constitution. And we don't think the Constitution is outdated or should be adjusted. We believe it's uh, what we want to give our lives for, just like our founding fathers uh, committed their lives and their their property. 
everything to the fight. That's how much they valued uh, the words in that Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. So uh, this is a time I've, I've felt this all along. I don't know whether God placed it in my heart. Doesn't really make any difference uh, how I got it. It just was in there. I, I didn't see it or read it somewhere. But I felt for the last year or so that that we were going to have to, this generation, whatever generation you're in, there's a lot of generations out there, uh, <clears throat> this generation alive today, or the generations alive today, are going to have to prove themselves. And you're going to have to either throw down on the side of the patriots, or you're going to throw down on the side of the communists and socialists. The country is in the midst of a, a revolution, an overthrow of the government. Right now it's a semi bloodless coup, although uh, an uh, Air Force, former Air Force veteran uh, or Air Force veteran that had been uh, done multi tours of duty in war zones was shot in the neck at the Capitol uh, by one of the security guards there. She was unarmed. So it isn't bloodless at this point. However, uh, there is a revolution going on. There are communists. I'm talking about not just citizens that have become communists, but there are Chinese communists and other infiltrators that are in every aspect of our country at this time. They're in, in the political realm. They're working in congressional offices. They're having sex with and, and paying off mayors and assemblymen and congressmen. Uh, they are working in our laboratories. They are working in some of the, the most prestigious universities in our country and are being that they've been allowed to work there and they're stealing secrets. And um, I think Christopher Ray, who I don't trust, but he's the head of the FBI, uh, Christopher Ray, W-R-A-Y, mentioned that every single day they're opening up new cases on Chinese espionage in the country. So uh, it's it's a turbulent time. I don't know where you're listening from, obviously, but it may be calm where you are, but it's not calm throughout the United States. And uh, so this whole thing is being funded by different groups. Uh, George Soros, Obama, Clintons, people like that. And also I listened to a couple people tonight that are uh, sort of uh, from the clandestine community say that the money money's coming through the Vatican out of Italy as well. So, and also uh, that the British are involved in the overthrow of Donald Trump. So uh, that may surprise you, but there is a move on internationally of a one world government. It's uh, you might if if you're still stuck with thinking that's a conspiracy theory. Uh, I'm not going to dwell on that either. I'm just going to let you stay there because I it doesn't bother me. But there is a move on to uh, have a one world government. The that would have already been in play except for Hillary lost. And Donald Trump was a major hindrance or logjam or nail strip under the tires of the move to have a one world government or a global government. And uh, that government is going to shrink the population of the world by about uh, six billion people or five and a half billion. And they'll do that through loaded vaccines and uh, sterilizing people and aborting people etc. And uh, when, I'm, when I'm going to talk a little bit more about COVID here in a minute and uh, where there's been a, I don't, I'm not, well, I'm not going to say at this point that it was intentional, but hundreds of thousands of people have died 
without need because of uh, mismanagement. So what's going on is uh, it's a takeover of the government. And you can see, I think Trump has, has, uh, as of yesterday, left left Washington, D.C. and is being protected. That is, I I don't know that that's ever happened unless it happened with uh, President Lincoln during the Civil War. But that's what's happening right now. They're operating under extreme protection. And uh, some people have said they're going to begin arresting treasonous people, Congress members, uh, political people in the country, maybe department heads even in our own. I, I keep noticing that different department heads in the Trump administration are resigning. I think they're thinking that Biden's going to, you know, they're going to get out now instead of being involved in this fight. I heard, just saw where... Uh, Secretary of Education uh, Voss is is leaving, and uh, but there's many people that you thought were good Republican people, good conservative people that are not. And uh, Donald Trump, I think, maybe thought they were for a time when they when they were brought in, they were probably recommended to him, and they got uh, into the government. So I'm not going to get into parsing all those things out, but. Uh, I uh, this is a time when uh, if if you're a Christian person, uh, I don't I don't I'm not going to get into a whole church talk either tonight. But if you're a Christian person, your church may or may not be shut down. But it's really a time of you might want to reevaluate your relationship to Jesus. And we certainly are at the church I attend. And many people have left thinking we were crazy for staying open and we were being sinful by resisting ungodly government, they, they people of uh, most Christians are confused about that. They think that we need to obey government no matter who they are. It does not say that anywhere in the book. In fact, many many Christians were locked up um, resisting the government and disobeying the government over and over and over from cover to cover. And I'm not going to take time to educate you on that. If you're too slow on that, uh, you're just going to have to figure that out on yourself. If you're in a, I don't think we have any minor children listening to this podcast. Uh, if you're an adult, it's time for you to wake up and educate yourself. If you got questions or you believe the wrong things, you go, you go and research it yourself. So I got a, I, I got a lot of respect for a lady named Candace Owens, who at, when Trump announced he was running for office, she thought he was, uh, she did not like him and was not a Trump supporter, but then then when uh, the liberals began to say that he was a racist, she said she was convinced he wasn't a racist and began to do her own research and come to her own conclusion about who Donald Trump was. And through reading uh, about him and looking into his background and looking into, you know, his businesses and also reading uh, writings by Thomas Sowell, uh, she was convinced that that Trump was somewhat different than was being portrayed in the mainstream media. So she got converted. She had a Trump conversion. And that's what many of uh, the folks in America need. They are confused about, they get off on all kinds of side tangents. And so uh, these things you're going to have to sort out. And uh, I want to mention right from the get-go about a conference that's coming up. We scheduled this conference just about two weeks ago, we set the schedule. We wanted to get it going right away. And um, let's see, I'm just scrolling down here, and I'm going to switch over, switch screens. So um, at Church of Glad Tidings in Sutter County or Ubis, just north of Yuba City, 
Uh, we have remained open uh, during the entire uh, COVID experience, and um, we've been having conference after conference, not just to gain uh, people. Our, we've never been interested in that. What we're trying to do is equip uh, the community and we equip people that are really interested in making a difference and saving the country. And so we had a constitutional conference uh, put on by the Constitutional Law Group, and they put the whole conference together. We just hosted it on our campus, and uh, it was a great conference. It was an all-day conference from about <clears throat> 8 in the morning or 8.30 and 9 o'clock in the morning till 6.30 at night. It was jam-packed all the way through. So uh, that went over very well, and it really educated people on where to get information and a lot about um, how they could preserve the freedom and liberty in our country. So this conference coming up, we've created to, um, and I say we, it, it wasn't my idea, but I've been helping promote it and did some writing for it. And that is a, a conference called Free and the Brave, Free and the Brave uh, Conference. And the subtitle is Empowering Patriots to Defend Their Freedoms. And that's exactly what we're doing. If you're not interested in getting involved or, or working at it, or you're just passive, you're probably not even interested in this, which is fine with me. I am done with passive people. Uh, drop dead, whatever you want to do with your life, shoot heroin. Don't make, there's no difference. There's really no difference. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's nine out of 10 people are passive. Um, we're looking for people that want to, want to get some wood on the ball and, and save this country. And, uh, <clears throat> so those people just like to sit in front of the TV or, or, you know, stay high or do crazy things. Uh, you know, you're just always want, want to entertain yourself and go see the newest cool thing. You're not, this isn't for you. So this conference is a free and brave conference, empowering patriots to defend their freedoms. It's January 15th, 16th, and 17th. That's a Friday night, Saturday, all day Saturday, and, and most of the day Sunday. And I'll explain the Sunday part in a second. So, um, it says, another subtitle says, stand your ground, learn how to stand. In other words, learn. You're just, you're just not going to be blowing smoke at you. You're going to learn how to stand your ground against liberalism and egregious government overreach. Now, if you haven't noticed, uh, our constitutional rights have been usurped. That means taken away uh, and replaced with permits. So if you have to go to the government to get a permit or permission to do something, that is not a right. That is a permission, right? You, you now have to get permission from the government, and you've given up your rights. So if you think, well, uh, I have a right to freedom of, freedom of assembly. Well, if you have to go get a permit to have a parade or a demonstration, that is not a right. If you say, well, I have a right uh, to uh, have, a, have guns. Well, if you are going to get a permit for that or you're going to register your gun, that's not a right. That's a privilege. And if you've got to get a permit, then they're giving you a privilege. So a lot of our rights have been usurped by government and controlling us just like in a communist country. We've had slow, we've had a slow evolution of communism. So uh, the topics for this event on, on the Friday the 15th, Saturday the 16th, Sunday the 17th of January are these things. Exposing the lies of bullying government and media. 
COVID-19 and vaccines, exposing medical fraud. How can we fight back to protect our liberties? What you need to know about the Constitution and your freedom. Parental rights, fake news, small businesses, and more. Also, we'll have some information on education. Some of you have been waiting, waiting, waiting for public education to go back to normal. It's not going back to normal. I've written about it. I've talked about it. It's over. You don't, if, hopefully you're figuring out that what they were teaching your children, you don't want them to learn that anyway. It's baloney, propaganda, and lies. And you're better off to get them out yesterday, as I wrote in a recent article. So there's, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. So we're going to take a break right now, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to go over some of the speakers that are going to be there and uh, to see if I can uh, encourage you or get you interested in hearing them because they are amazing. Okay, we'll be right back. often we get stung because we forget something that we should never forget. We forget that men are capable of desperate wickedness. Thankfully, the founders of America were well studied in God's Word, which describes man's sinful nature and just how dark and deceitful his heart can be. And we should thank Almighty God that they incorporated this truth into our constitutions and our legal system. Back in 1646, in a work titled Limitation of Government, Reverend John Cotton explained the need to limit governmental power because of the corrupt nature of human beings. Let all the world learn to give mortal men no greater power than they are content they shall use, for use it they will, and unless they be better taught of God, they will use it ever and anon. There is a strain in a man's heart that will sometime or other run to excess. It is necessary, therefore, that all power on earth be limited. This is why our state constitutions wisely place limits on the power of governors and other officials and provide lawful remedies when those limits are transgressed. One such governor is Minnesota's Tim Walls, who served up a ghastly Christmas gift to his state's small businesses, an executive order that in effect prohibits dine-in service at Minnesota bars and restaurants. Shortly after the order was made, the Minnesota Department of Health went on a rampage against the state's small restaurants, announcing numerous lawsuits with assistance from the state's attorney general's office of Keith Ellison. One such victim was a small town restaurant named Haven's Garden. The restaurant served customers indoors in violation of an executive order issued by the Minnesota governor. Thankfully, Haven's Garden owner, Larvita McFarquhar, knows that there is no authority in the Minnesota Constitution for a governor to close any businesses, nor is there authority for the governor to magically create legislation with his pen. Exercising her constitutional education, this restaurant owner posted a video on social media saying the restaurant will stay open. But I am open, and I will stay open, and I will continue to stand on the America that I grew up in. Small businesses, stand up, open up. Let's stand together and be America. And like the 1600s Reverend John Cotton earlier mentioned, Pastor Daryl Knappen of Cornerstone Church in Alexandria, Minnesota is preaching and bringing legal action against Governor Walls. Knappen's message to businesses as well as the governor is simple. Governor Walls' orders are unlawful. And he is right. 
In 2005, the state legislature took out the wording in State Statute 12.31 that would have otherwise allowed the governor to declare a peacetime emergency for a public health emergency. Like you and I, Tim Walls is a sinful man, but he has wickedly assumed absolute power and has been absolutely corrupted in the process. And so it is the duty of all citizens to restrain him and other corrupted officials by invoking the lawful remedy of impeachment. Now, along with the needed action of the legislature, Minnesota's attorney general, rather than suing to enforce this corrupt governor's executive order, ought to be taking action against him. Founding father Thomas Jefferson feared that having found from experience that impeachment is an impractical thing, a mere scarecrow, they consider themselves secure for life. They skulk from responsibility to public opinion. And because these lawful officials have violated their sworn duty and remain skulking at those that they swore to protect, we must faithfully perform our duty to impeach them, even if it stings. This is Jake McCauley with the Institute on the Constitution, bringing you the American view. The den of divergent opinions from Washington, D.C., and almost everywhere else, indicates that everyone has discovered the cure for everything else. Well, sir, I have a cure for prosperity. The secret formula I'm about to reveal has been lying around unnoticed for many years. I do not know how far back in history the principle was first demonstrated. My source is France but it constitutes us your cure for prosperity. It doesn't matter how long you've had prosperity. It doesn't matter whether it's chronic or acute, it can be cured, even a stubborn case. Though it may take somewhat longer, still can be corrected by the repeated application of this formula. Now the remedy need not be applied by professionals. Amateurs can achieve the same results. Indeed, you can. It is in fact such a simple remedy that you will wonder why you didn't think of it yourself. But I don't think you did. To my best knowledge, the first person knowingly to make use of this cure for prosperity was a Frenchman. He was not an economist. He was a portrait painter by profession. And the painter was sitting at a sidewalk cafe in Paris. He's sipping his favorite wine. A wealthy builder had just given him an order for a portrait so the artist was celebrating. His small bottle finished, he was about to order another when his eye fell on a headline on a copy of Figaro at the next table. The headline said, Hard Times Coming. Instead of ordering his second bottle of wine, the artist called for his check. The proprietor asked, is there anything wrong with the wine? The artist replied, no, there's nothing wrong, but hard times are coming. I must economize. Hard times said the proprietor. Then my wife must not order that silk dress she wanted. Hard times, the dressmaker repeated when the order was canceled. Then this is certainly no time to expand. Hard times, the builder said, when the dressmaker canceled his building plans. Then I cannot afford to have my portrait painted. And so he wrote to the artist and canceled the order. After receiving the letter, the artist was dejected. He went to his favorite cafe to console himself with a small bottle of wine. On a nearby chair lay the same copy of Figaro which he had seen earlier. Hard times coming, the headlines said. This time he read the date. 
The newspaper was 10 years old. President Reagan, as recently as this week, told an audience in Washington, D.C., that we're heading into a very good year. All systems go. Unless, he said, unless we let the doomsayers talk us into a recession. Sometimes I'm right. So I want to go on here and, and talk about some of these speakers. Um, so we have, and and they're not all listed here, and we still have some people confirming. So we have people like Chris Ann Hall and her husband, J.C., Judy Mikovits, Linka Coloma, Peggy Hall, Lee Dundas. Uh, and I want, to, I want to tell you a little bit about them because they may be new names to you because just uh, a couple months ago, they were new names to me a few months ago, not too long ago. And I've learned, I've met them, I've talked to them on the phone and uh, had lunch with one of them. So in, in other words, just got to meet them. So let me just give you a little taste test on these speakers to see if you want to come. Uh, so Judy Mikovits, that may be new to you. I, I heard her on the radio speak for an hour. I saw her on video uh, on, a, on a documentary on the Wuhan flu. And uh, and then I bought her book, which was the Plague of Corruption. That just came out in March. The book. So uh, so let me tell you about Judy Mikovits. Mikovits uh, is a doctor, but not a medical doctor in that sense. She is a a research scientist uh, and has a doctorate, right? And her doctorate thesis uh, was was uh, on the treatment of HIV/AIDS. And the advancements that she described in her thesis uh, saved millions of lives because they came out with a treatment. It didn't stop AIDS, but it stopped AIDS from killing you. So if you got the virus, it wasn't going to kill you anymore. It used to be a death, a death sentence if you got it. So that her work, or her life work, which ended up, work, she worked on lots of different issues, lots of different viruses, lots of different research, but ended up working on HIV/AIDS, and was involved in the big breakthrough there. Judy Mikovits, she worked with Tony Fauci, the guy that's been locking down our country and thinks he's a crook, and she'll tell you about it and writes about it in her book *Plague of Corruption*. You can get her book uh, very easily on on the internet. And it's a very easy read. She wrote it with an attorney that she's written a number of books with. Uh, they're very good writers, and it's very easy to understand in plain language, and it's interesting. And uh, she can tell you why you need you don't want to trust the government with your health or Big Pharma with your health. You need to take responsibility of your health. Another person that's coming is former prosecutor, constitutional and constitutional attorney, and educator. She founded Liberty First University online to teach people the Constitution. Her name is Chris Ann Hall. Her husband, J.C. Hall, will also be with her and do some speaking. But Chris Ann Hall is traveling and speaking three or four days a week throughout the United States about the Constitution. She was a prosecutor for the state of Florida, and uh, they 
reprimanded her when they learned that she was teaching the Constitution on her own time to Tea Party groups. And um, she had a yet she had a great passion for the um, a concern and, and passion for the Constitution that people didn't know about it and was teaching that um, free of charge. And they warned her that either she leave her job as a prosecutor for the state of Florida or um, quit teaching the Constitution. So she quit teach. She quit the job at the prosecutor and moved on. And so now she's she started. You can connect and get free. You can connect with her and get um, her free talk every day on Facebook. You can connect with her a lot of different ways. That's Liberty First University. Chris Ann Hall. K R I S A N N E Hall. Uh, then we're also going to have a lady named Linka Coloma, K-O-L-O-M-A. She wrote a book called Unleash the Supernatural, but she has, has been doing a lot of activist work regarding the craziness of this, these socialist masks and socialist distancing that have nothing to do with health and everything to do with getting you used to complying to a socialist government. She's going to be here. Crystal Hartman we had down here with the Constitutional Law Group. I'm not sure that he's actually coming, but another guy is coming that I don't have listed here that uh, will fill in nicely for him. Human rights attorney, I was just uh, – I think I was just flipping through Facebook, and, and there was a video, a live feed, <clears throat> a live feed uh, from the front of – one of the steps of something, the Supreme Court or something in Washington, D.C., and the lady that's speaking was Lee, L-E-I-G-H, Dundas, D-U-N-D-A-S. Lee Dundas was uh, a female, was speaking there uh, to the crowd prior to uh, on, she was speaking on January 5th during the day, and uh, she's going to be here, and she is a human rights attorney. It's over the last 20 years, she's been working in international, with international law firms and also taking human trafficking cases. Then there's another Hall, no relation to Chris Ann. Her name is Peggy Hall. So Lee Dundas is from Southern California. Peggy Hall is also from Southern California. Peggy Hall for 30, over 30 years was an ed, was a educator of educators at UC, that's University of California at Irvine, the campus there. And she was a former director of teacher education at the University of, of California, Irvine, a small business owner and an educator uh, in her own right in other areas. Uh, she, in other words, 30 years. She has a background in health, politics, and activism. And so you can find her on um, The Healthy American. She she created a website called thehealthyamerican.org. The way I ran into her is that um, I started seeing her videos pop up on um, some social media maybe it was Facebook and she was talking about all these health issues now I don't know they may have blocked her by now but you can get her stuff at the healthyamerican.org that is uh, add T-H-E the healthyamerican.org and you can see these incredible um, uh, videos of her speaking about different topics, whether it's education, how to educate your kids right now, um, they, how do you deal uh, with keeping your business open, how do you deal with <coughs> going to businesses when they're for, trying to force you to wear a mask and social distance and this and that and the other thing. So she's been doing online seminars. They, they've been live seminars, but then she streams them, and you can pay like 
you know, thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars for the for the seminar, and then you can download all her materials. Now, here's one thing typical of Peggy. She is an amazing speaker, and she is an amazing researcher, and all her everything she says is documented in the the codes and laws of the United States government, whether it's federal, state, or county. And so uh, she helps people get the codes and download the paperwork to show to the government that we don't have to comply. So, um, so she's going to be speaking during the main conference. And then at the end of the conference, the main conference ends on Sunday, about probably about noon or one o'clock, but she's going to start her own, a second seminar, but it's just for business people. And it's a three and a half hour seminar running from uh, three, one uh, to five o'clock in the evening. And um, and she's charging $125 for that. But what you get for it, she says, if you own a bar, restaurant, gym, nail or hair salon, boutique, dentist office, pet store, or any uh, any other small businesses, you need this information. There is no need to shut down your business. Uh, she says, I will show you how to protect your professional license and double or triple your business. Join thousands of other business owners who have learned how to lawfully stay open for good. Now, that may be unusual news for a lot of you that have closed your small businesses. But she said she'll show you lawfully how to stay open for good, regardless of any health or health order, executive orders or emergency powers. She says Get all your questions answered and get your valuable documents and laws, uh, get valuable documents and laws that you can use if the code enforcers do come knocking. Get informed on what you need to know about the ABC, OSHA, Department of Health, and other code enforcers. I've helped hundreds of businesses stay open and stay in business lawfully, and I want to do the same for you. So, um, in other words, here's the fascinating thing about me, uh, about uh, that I feel in this whole situation. And I used to be involved. I used to manage. I used to own small businesses. And uh, it's hard running your small business. You've got to be multi-talented. Uh, and so it's very difficult and it's very discouraging when government comes in and causes problems in your small business because it's an it's it's difficult enough to run a small business and make a profit, make all your payments, et cetera, et cetera. Keep everybody happy, do a good service without the government giving you a hard time. Now the government says, uh, there's this bad virus and it's going to kill everybody. So the way we're going to save them is not have all businesses closed. Just have your business closed. You've got a small business. You're not in because you're really not as essential to our community. This is so insulting. This is like when Hillary Clinton said you're deplorables. You're not really essential, so therefore just stay home and we'll give you a little money, which wasn't nearly enough. In other words, they weren't going to take over and pay your salary, even though you're going to earn all your people's salary. So anyway, I won't get into that. My point is uh, when we tried to get business people to come to the Constitutional Law Seminar, which would have equipped them to stay open, very, very, very few people came out. And I thought, this is amazing to me. This is a soci sociological phenomenon that the business owners losing their shirt and they're whining about it 
but they won't come and get equipped to fight the government. A lot of them are just, they just give up. They just give up. You know, they say that on a plane, a plane crash that many people on a plane crash could save their lives on a big airliner. But some people just don't even try to get out of the plane. They just give up. It's interesting. I, I had a book on it at one time. It's a, there's a whole study on it on in, in a disaster. Many people, there's some people that'll try to get to safety and get free and, and set other people free. There's other people who just say, I give up. I'm ready to die. That's just the way it is in life. So I, I'm wondering what's going to happen. So the interesting thing about Peggy Hall, she will indeed equip you to, and you may think, well, it's over now. I think it's about over now. It is not going to be over now. If you think this is about COVID, you've missed the whole point. And I t- I've talked to people and I, I told a, f- a good friend of mine today, I am not wasting any more time trying to convince anybody. I'm just telling you, Masks are not going away. Social distances are not going away. Uh, Banning community groups are not going away. They'll try to shut down restaurants. Listen, in the the revolution of the United States, the way that happened, even though people didn't all live in tight-knit communities like stack and pack and apartments and stuff, people got together. And people went to church and people had organizations, so, you know, uh, fighting the poor organizations or relief organizations or different deal to support young women or something like that. They had all kinds of these networks of organizations and they met together and they met in pubs and they met in small little places. You could get a bowl of bowl of food and uh, they worked together. And so that communication before cell phones, before phones of any type. And before any type of electronic, that one-on-one communication caused a revolution. The reason that you have been told to stay in your home, to stay apart, they don't want people talking. And if you walk by people going up and down the aisles, you're less likely to say, hi, how you doing? When they all have masks on. This is about keeping you separate, keeping people from communicating, networking, organizing, setting up a militia, setting up a a resistance, right? Protecting yourself, feeding yourself, taking care of yourself medically. It's to shut you down and to just give you information the government wants to have. I'm talking about the deep state government, not Trump, not, not the good guys. I'm talking about the bad guys. Now, if you think this is just conspiracy theory, I'm not going to spend any time trying to convince you. You're, you're just too far gone. I, I hope I wish you well. I don't mean that negatively. I'm just telling you, I don't, I'm not going to argue with you about it. There's not enough days to do this right now. It's, it's down to, as you can see, we have it for the first time that I've ever heard of since the days of the civil war, we have a president that's not in the white house tonight. Think about that. So, so what I'm telling you is all of these regulations, even though you have people like Dr. Liu, who is a communist, Dr. Liu is a straight up liar, deceiver, and she should be held for crimes against humanity. Now, the supervisors are backing him and they should be held to the same accord. And I'm going to get into there's an article here that talks about a quote by one of the supervisors in Sutter County, a guy named Matt Conant. That is the stupidest comment I've heard in a long time, but I want to read it to you and I want to discuss it, not to take a personal shot at him, but to tell you how deceived 
and goofed up our leadership is in our in our two counties here in Yuba Sutter counties. Now I know down there where you folks are, you moved out of this area, or you maybe you stumbled across me, or because you met somebody that used to be from California, so you listen. So here you are. What I tell people, like I'm I'm following Jesus, so I tell people I say, well we're we're moving because 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 we're moving over here, we're moving over there. No no big deal to me. It's like hey. I'm not going to, I tell people, I, I work in the jail some, I said, I'm not going to shoot on you. You don't shoot on me. I'm not going to shoot on you. I'm not going to tell you what you should do. I'm telling you this. If you're a God follower, you better, you better know the will of God for your life. Because if you just go to church, you're in big trouble. If you're just into religion, you're in big trouble. If you don't know that where you're living, God wants you there, you're in big trouble. So if you haven't sorted that out and you just say, I'm just going to move to Idaho because I had a good deal over there. There's more freedom over there. They don't bug you over there. It's coming your way. Our country, it isn't California. California's got its own problems. We got problems here. But the the state of the, the union is bad. That's all 50 states, folks. So heads up. You think it's not going to come your way? Californians, just like Georgia, supposedly just voted in two Democrat congressman. I don't believe that election. Neither did I believe the Trump lost. Regardless of that, liberals are moving out of these liberal states and moving into conservative states like California used to be a conservative state. Georgia used to be a conservative state. Arizona used to be a very conservative state. And so that's just what's going on. So heads up, if you're if you're a conservative, if you love America, if you love the flag, if you love standing up for the national anthem, if you're proud of America, if you uh, if you believe in the founding fathers, the Constitution, uh, that God helped found this country, uh, find out the will of God. I'm just telling you, find out the will of God. There ain't any time to to just like have a have your nose out of joint and move. That's bad juju. So, um, so back to this conference. We got a couple minutes in this clip. I want to talk a little bit more about this conference, and we'll move on. If you're a business owner, and um, this, what you're going to face from the government is continuing. It's not going to stop. I'm guaranteeing you that. And so, you're going to need to know the rules. And you're going to need to know the rules that have been there all along. You just never paid any attention to them because you never had to deal with this before, where the government's coming into your business and telling you, you have to quit cutting hair. You have to quit fixing hair. You have to quit doing nails. You have to quit doing massages. You have to quit, 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 right? That's nonsense. There is no law, etc. There's no law. All these things are just mandates from a dictator and being d- driven by these local officials that are either, either controlled by cash or they're communists. And uh, so you can learn all about this. It's not just a deal, a feel-good seminar that you're just going to go and they're going to blow a lot of smoke on you and you can go home and forget it all. They're going to actually put stuff in your hand that you can apply and and uh, you'll change your business and you'll fight them trying to take over your business. And I'm going to tell you just recently, uh, I just saw, I was stumbling around somewhere and noticed on the, on an article, uh, that a 
beauty salon in Stockton. A 40, they had 40 cosmetologists. Let me see if I can find it here. And uh, they didn't just get a call from the from the cosmetology board. They, um, I'm still scrolling here. They got a visit from armed agents from the Consumer Affairs Board. Now, the Consumer Affairs Board, I was just educated last night, is an umbrella agency in the state of California under which all these different licensing uh, committees or boards fit under, like the Medical Licensing Board and the Contractors Licensing Board and the Board of Cosmetology. They're in the state of California, <clears throat> we have hundreds of those licensing occupations, hundreds compared to other states that maybe have 50. So uh, I'm going to be right back. I, we're at the end of our second uh, segment, and be, uh, we'll be right back and give you the rest. Candidates, as I've talked about a lot on this podcast, Ossoff and especially Warnock, are terrible. Like, they're terrible candidates. Uh, Warnock is, I mean, you cannot anymore. Maybe this is just a good thing. Everyone in Georgia who said that they were voting for Trump or voting for Biden based on decency and based on morality and then went out and voted for Warnock, you lost it. You lost it. You lost any kind of upper hand you had because Warnock is... Uh, 10 times worse the allegations against him as the ones against Donald Trump. And I'm not saying we should dismiss allegations against Donald Trump and not care about them. But we're talking about a guy who is currently, not 25 years ago, currently being accused of abusing his wife. Currently, his wife is accusing him of being a sociopathic abuser. And we're talking about, about a guy who was arrested for trying to stop the investigation into child abuse. Uh, at the church camp that he was the head of when he was the pastor of that church. And I read the testimony of the guy who is now 30 when he was 12 years old. He had urine poured all over him and was forced to sleep outside. And apparently this happened to a lot of campers at the church camp uh, that he was, that Warnock was the head of. And he tried to stop the investigation into that and was actually arrested. So he's a child abuse enabler. He's an accused wife abuser. I mean, the, and not to mention all of his radical policy ideas. He thinks America needs to repent of whiteness, that police officers are thugs. He said that Jeremiah Wright's sermon, uh, God D America, was Christian preaching at its finest. He says that Marxism is fine. He has praised Fidel Castro. I mean, this is the most radical guy. He is radically pro-abortion. Um, he is pro all of the anti-religious liberty, pro-LGBTQ issues that you can possibly think of. And yet you had professing Christians in Georgia saying, yes, this is the guy that I'm voting for based on decency. I just have to think that most people don't even, they don't even know. They don't even know what issues he actually stands for. And so any moral high ground that you thought that you had voting for Biden, which I don't believe that you had in the first place, because also allegations against Biden were just as bad too. You definitely lost by voting for Warnock. And so uh, you don't have any moral right to turn around and to say to a Trump voter, how could you vote for this person who was accused of all of these things? You voted for Warnock. I mean, nasty, nasty swamp creature that is going to the swamp. We, the public, want to thank the frontline workers that have been risking it all the most in order to protect us during this pandemic. The fact checkers. 
Thank you, fact checkers, for protecting us from free speech, our own thinking, and diversified perspectives. We, the public, know we're simply not intelligent enough to think for ourselves, let alone to decide what we think is true. You treat us like helpless children as you hold our hands and tell us what to do and think because we are. Your authoritarian use of absolute words like facts and truth helps us discount our own thinking while giving you power over us to protect us. And it reminds us of how Catholic priests used authoritarian words like God in order to have power over little boys to protect them. Luckily, there's no examples of the strategy being used in harmful ways. So we'll keep trusting you. You have an outstanding human achievement where you have never made a single mistake in knowing what the facts are. You also have a 100% accuracy rate in pointing out other people's mistakes. That literally makes you perfect. And if we didn't know any better, we'd think that's too good to be true. Your commitment to abolishing all points of view that don't come from you is inspiring. At an intuitive level, all people know that living in a society where only one point of view is allowed and it's imposed on them while all other points of view are exterminated will be a happy, prosperous society. History has taught us that over and over. Fact checkers, most of us have never spoken a single thought that's been scientifically validated as true. So please accept our public apology for having the audacity to think, let alone speak, without your permission. With your continued help, pretty soon we won't be thinking at all. Or allowed to speak. We know that factcheck.org is controlled by the Annenberg family, but what isn't public knowledge is that Walter Annenberg was a mob bookie and that the Annenberg family has direct connection to Anthony Fauci, George Soros, and Bill Gates Sr. Huh, there they all are in a picture together. Therefore, those who are trying to control the narrative control the fact checkers who are helping control the narrative. But because this isn't public knowledge, we the public don't have knowledge of it because we're too stupid. Fact checkers, if it's not too much to ask, we pray that you extend your chokehold of fact checking into realms beyond basic speech. Music, art, and books are all based on perspectives, not facts. Therefore, we need you to protect us from these sources of inspiration because without you, we'll continue to be pulled to them while mistakenly believing they're making our lives better. As we, the public, assume the posture of apologizing for even existing, please accept our gratitude for your sacrifices in serving our country and gracing us with the divinity of your absolute truth. Fact checkers, without your guidance, we, the public, would be constantly walking into traffic, stumbling into free speech, and getting infected with a diversity of ideas. Thank you for your service. So, um, so anyway, under the Consumer Affairs Board, there are all these other boards like to control people uh, in their business. So the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of California says that you can come and go as you please. You can't do that in Vietnam uh, and in many places in the world. You can come and go as you please.
You don't have to show people your papers all the time. Uh, and you can you have the right to to earn a living, go make a living. It does not say you have to go get a permit from the government to do that. And so the government says their argument is, oh, well, we're protecting the safety of the consumer. There's been all kinds of research research at a very high level that says it does not improve the the care or the product or the safety of the consumer. It does not. It's BS. All it is is control mechanisms control mechanism where old farts in that occupation control the the uh, people coming into the occupation and they want to eliminate competition and they got legislators to vote that in and then they create a whole economic gig where you have to have hundreds of hours of training through their system and then you have to give them money every year to be a part of that system it's a corrupt system it's it's an unconstitutional system and uh, so now what we have is we have cops, we have job cops coming to businesses like restaurants and they jack restaurants up or the ABC, which is the average alcohol beverage control representatives, the agents, they come and they scare the hell out of people that own bars. Well, now we had armed cops, consumer agency cops show up at a St- Stockton hair salon and, um, uh, they were armed. They had body armor. And they visited a salon called the Pomp, P-O-M-P, hair salon, uh, owned by Vicki Kirk and Dino Ballin, their uh, married couple. And uh, they were accused of violating an emergency order. This is not a law. This order uh, wasn't even, uh, emergency order can't just be forever. Right now we're forever. This emergency order, emergency orders were for a short period of time, like a week. And they had to be go through the legislature. This emergency order was called out by Governor Newsom, and there's no end in sight. Do you remember when we, we were all going to shut down for two weeks and just flatten the curve? It's not stopping people. And remember, uh, Fauci said masks weren't. In fact, I don't want to go over that. Skip mask because I talk about mask on one of the clips. So just skip that. So my point is. They they are accused of violating an emergency order by the state board of barber and barbering and cosmetology. That order was from Newsom, and these guys are just carrying it out. It required them to follow the lockdown emergency order. That's all the order was. It's just bureaucracy. This is communism, people. That's what it is. It's not America anymore. It's communism. It's totalitarian government said the original orders are from the governor and the California Health and Human Services Agency. These orders are not laws. These orders do not supersede the Constitution. Just because we have a hurricane or an earthquake or a flood or a fire or we have a cold that they want to uh, scam to us as a pandemic, you do not get rid of the Constitution. The Constitution is not something that is just convenient when you want to use it. The Constitution is our running document. And uh, they do not have a right to shut down your business like this. And so uh, so Kirk, Vicki Kirk says, I just want to earn a living and we all want to do it safely. We have strict safety protocols here, and we will continue to do so. Now, here's one of the problems I keep telling my friends, and I'm about done telling them. They keep saying, 
They keep on arguing the logic or illogic of everything from masks to lack of hospitalization to why aren't we using hydroxychloroquine to how come we can't get into doctor's offices, da-da-da. This isn't by accident. So don't, to, will you quit arguing with people about logic? It isn't logical. It wasn't intended to be logical. It's a psyop. It's a psychological manipulation to break you down till you give up. Because if it was logical, then you would all argue about it until you came up with the conclusion and you, they would quit it. They're not quitting it. Mass have nothing to do with health except poor health and that's when you wear a mask you're shutting off your oxygen which is really stupid normally people we call that suicide when people cut off their oxygen by hanging or putting a bag over their head people think about it or standing six feet apart does zero good when you breathe air in the world it doesn't matter what continent you're on when you breathe air even if you're just standing out in nowhere you're breathing in germs. The reason God gave you an immune system is to deal with those germs and fight those germs so they don't make you sick, right? Standing six feet apart does not cut down the amount of germs you're sucking through your nose. It does not. Now, now you, you can believe Dr. Lou. She's a liar. She, she's just like a drug dealer that says uh, this heroin is, is perfect stuff. It's just like you always use, da-da-da, or they sell you bad drugs. Bad, drug dealers will sell you when they – nobody buys bad drugs intentionally. You, the way you bad, buy bad drugs or bad anything or a bum car or a lemon is you believe the person that's selling to you, so you and you believe they're honest, you trust them, and they punk you. Now, normally we – we we've been trained we've been raised to on in america most of us old schoolers have been raised to honor those that are older than us and those in authority and so we trust those in authority and when they tell us hey this is the way to go this is it's a safety issues we got to do this we got to do that our initial reaction is okay 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 we we want to play we want we're on this together right we'll pull together it's like when we had the 55 flood here my i had a uh, a, ten, oh, a brother that was 10 years older than me I was just a small guy he was a teenager and my dad they went on the Yuba County up on the levees along the, Yuba, uh, the Feather River and they sandbagged the levee why because it's an emergency and we all pulled together so are, we're used to believing doctors and and we would never think that they would be dishonest we would never think that they would give us bad information we trust them and we honor their education and their their acumen, their expertise. We're respectful of them. That has gone by the wayside. Tony Fauci is a liar. Dr. Liu is a liar. I'm telling you, she is not interested in your health. They are killing more people with COVID, with the COVID regulations, than COVID is killing people. I'm telling you, that's the way it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share an article by Ben Shapiro uh, in a minute to tell you about that. So the, at this, at this pomp hair salon, they raided the hair salon. So I thought, well, I wonder what happened. So I called the bosses down there and they never called me back. I talked to one of the representatives that works there, but they said, Oh, the boss said that they, they may get, they may be getting buried with media. So anyway, I wondered, did they take all their scissors when they came in with guns? Did they take, did they want all their hairspray surrender? Give us all your hairspray. Give us all your towels. Give us all your, you know, all your 
your coloring devices to color hair. I mean, what'd they do? So when they left, the, the, thank God the, the beauty salon, the pop hair salon, I think they have, I think they said they had 40 cosmetologists. They're still in operation. Thank God. So their question is, is there more danger? See, this is, this is people trying to argue logic. The state is not interested in logic. They're just following orders, just like good little Nazis. That's exactly, we criticize you people out there need to go back and watch uh, documentaries on Nazi Germany. Forget the movies. Just go watch documentaries. They will scare the hell out of you. And the fact is, they're, they're, we were so critical of the church in Nazi Germany. Those people stood by and let those poor Jews go in trains and get, get gassed. And they just went along and let the whole country go to hell. That's exactly what's going on right now. Can't you see it? And you, you're just letting people do it. And so, But they're trying to argue. Like what, Here's what this one person says. Is there more danger getting a haircut from a salon following health and safety protocols or going to Walmart, Target, or Costco? Is there more danger getting a haircut from a salon following health and safety protocols or sitting on a Boeing 737 for five hours packed in with strangers like sardines? That's See, this is arguing logic. But when you have a revolution... People are convinced on the other side. It does. You're not going to. It's like the, the saying a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion. Still Antifa BLM Soros. The Democrats are not just Democrats. They're socialists and they want to take over the country. You're not going to convince them otherwise. So logic is of no use. You just ought to take a stand and throw down so these people, thank God, they're thrown down. Now, the other people in, in our local area here that, is, that has been, they, try, they didn't raid them with guns. That actually, they sent the police in. So they did send the Marysville police in. They had guns, and they had mace. They had, they had cuffs. So when they threatened Randy Mitchell of uppercuts because he stayed open, you know why he stayed open? It isn't, isn't because he, he's trying to be a millionaire. He couldn't, he couldn't support his family staying home because self-employed people, all, they had 37 cosmetologists and barbers at Uppercut. So when they added up all their spouses and kids, they had 104 people they were feeding out of those shops. And the government just said, you're non-essential, so go home and uh, wait for the danger to pass. Well, here we are, nine, uh, 10 months, 11 months later, Right. So right away they decided at Uppercut, and I think they decided down here in uh, Stockton, we can't feed our kids. We can't pay our mortgage. We can't pay our medical bills. We can't run our utility bills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Unless we work, and we want to work. And, there's no, and the government's not paying us to not work. And so they stayed open locally. So they, when the state came... To uppercut, they told they told the the uppercut people said we leave leave our premises, and uh, so they said, well, you're not you shouldn't have stayed open, and now that you're open, you're not wearing a mask, you're not stand standing farther not far enough apart, you should have plexiglass over here. Everything they were saying is nonsense. They could have just as well come in and said, do you all have pink jock straps on? 
And how come you haven't changed the building to paint it blue? Because we wanted all barbershops to be blue. Right? And they made all Jews wear little stars on their shirts. Did you know that? They could make us all wear little stars. My point is, there is no science. There is no science, people. It isn't just like they say, Lou, what do you know? It It isn't about me knowing. Thousands of medical doctors say this is a scam, people. If, you, if you're going to stay, if, if you're the, at this place, <laughs> if you're screwed up in the head over this thing still, and, and you think, oh, my God, are you saying, you know, the most stupid thing to say to me is, are you really saying there's no COVID? Uh, honestly, people, some people, I don't even, I don't know how they got out of high school. Uh, that's, that's a really stupid question. So they, they have come in, they haven't, they, they tried to raid uppercuts. So they've stayed open for the entire time, which now is approaching 12 months. Now they've told them by phone, you no longer in America have a day in court. Did you know that? Now you just talk to a judge and their attorney over the phone and they just give you a rendering over the phone. You don't get a jury or your peers. You don't get Jack. It's a total communist, fascist, screwed up mess. And you know what they blame it all on? COVID makes no sense at all. Don't even try to make sense about it. I just had a situation. I think I may have told you last week. Forgive me if I'm being repetitive. So I did a marriage ceremony for a couple. And I signed the document at the end of the ceremony. And there's two places for witnesses to sign. I'm just describing to you this lockdown of all the government is all a psyop. It has nothing to do with anything. You're you're losing your kids schooling. Same, same. So I'll just finish this and we'll finish our third segment here. I got a few minutes. So so what happened is I signed the deal. The witnesses are supposed to sign in a couple spots. I showed them where to do it, but somehow they got confused and they signed it incorrectly. So they couldn't record it at the county recorder's office in Yuba County. They're nice people over there. I've done business many times with them. So uh, I got a call Hey, from the bride. She said, Lou, we botched the certificate up. We had to buy a new certificate, fill it out. And they need you to sign it. Not a problem, I said. So I called over there to the the, the uh, county clerk, and I said, hey, how are we going to do this? Can I just come in there? No, you can't come in. You have to make an appointment. I said, do I have to wear a mask? Yep. I said, well, I'm not coming. So they said, well, we'll meet you in the parking lot. You you can you don't have to wear a mask out there. So I said, all right. So the most convenient thing to do, right? What if you had to make an appointment at the grocery store? What if you have to make an appointment at the gas station? What What if everywhere you went, you had to make an appointment? It'd pretty much stop your day, right? Because not every appointment is going to last just as long as you think it's going to last. So I had to make an appointment. So I called over there, and don't you know what happened? I got voicemail. So I left a voicemail. So they didn't get back right away. They called me in a day or so. And then I was gone, and they got voicemail. Then I called back and they, then I got voicemail. So this, all we needed to do is sign a marriage certificate. The people were already before God, they were married. If they dropped dead, they were married. And uh, so before God, they're married. It's just a government thing. In fact, I'm all for just eliminate the government out of the marriage thing. Totally don't screw the marriage certificate. So anyway, I just quit calling them. And finally they reached out to me and they got me and, and they said, Hey Lou, we need to get this done. I said, you know, it's just a pain in the ass. 
to come over there. And and I said, it's not my fault. It's your fault. And uh, I know you're just you're working for a paycheck. So if you don't do your job, they will can you. I know. And uh, so the supervisors could change this with a quick little vote, but they don't because of uh, cash and cowardice. No backbone. And so they said, listen, we'll mail it to you. So you know what happened? I In my mail, I didn't just get mail. You know how much mail is. It's certified mail. Now, that costs several dollars to do that because and then they have to send them a report back that I actually got it and signed it. I signed it, and, I, and then I signed the document, and I put my own slow mail stamp on it, sent it back. That, it, that event for just one signature on a marriage certificate took two weeks, multiple phone calls, a certified letter, and then a return letter from me. When I could have slipped over there, I lived two and a half, three minutes from the court county clerk. When I parked, it would have probably taken me about three minutes from the time I got out of my car to walk in, sign, and walk out. Instead, it probably cost hundreds of dollars in time. Now, that's how screwed up this whole system is. Totally screwed up. Uh, but the government is, uh, it's... It's become useless. It's a big pain in the rear. There's nothing positive about it. And I'm going to talk about how the government killed hundreds of thousands of people uh, through this, through its in, uh, incompetence. That's what I was looking for. The word incompetence is a good word to explain the government. Oh, you're saying that everybody there is no good? No, I'm not saying everybody there is no good. They're just operating in a really screwed up business. In fact, those very people in government would not tolerate for a second that kind of operation at a restaurant or at a clothing store or at a real estate department or at the eye doctors. They would not put up with that kind of incompetence for a flat second. They would they would criticize them. They would not pay them or a contractor or a painter painting the house, commercial painter. They would not put up with that incompetence and mismanagement for a second. Man, I, I was on the phone with a gal yesterday. Her husband died and she was trying to get the death certificate to say something, something. I won't get into all the details because it's confidential. And she was just upbraiding or as they might say, criticizing or trashing the sheriff's department guy that I think probably, I think he's a pretty nice guy. And I think he's doing his best to do a good job. But she was upbraiding him. And I thought, oh man, well, it just shows you that, that people are frustrated with the whole situation and she had lost her husband. But she didn't like the way things were going down with, with the autopsy and all that kind of stuff. So uh, what's happening here is we're getting organized around the Yuba Sutter area to have a militia quick response team to support our businesses and to show up when the government shows up and to cause them some problems. How about that? And uh, we're not going to let our businesses just uh, take a beating from these bureaucrats, these little pencil neck guys, piss ants from Sacramento. And they're just doing their job. 
but they're doing their job destroying other people's lives, just like the Nazis gassed and shot people in the back of the head. Like, oh, my God, we're not doing that. And you, what do you consider it, if you're any state workers are listening to me, what do you consider it when you ruin a guy or gal's business and they can't feed their kids, they can't send their kids to school, they can't clothe their kids, they can't do the normal things, they can't, they have to, their car gets repoed. We'll be right back. We're getting ready to do our fourth segment, and uh, hang on. I touched my belly overwhelmed by what I had been chosen to perform. But then an angel came one day, told me to kneel down and pray, for unto me a man child would be born. Oh, this crazy circumstance, I knew his life deserved a chance. But everybody told me to be smart Look at your career, they said Lauren, baby, use your head But instead I chose to use my heart Now the joy of my world is in Dr. Anthony Fauci said that the COVID-19 case fatality rate was 3.6%. That turned out to be a lie. The actual fatality rate of the virus is probably less than 1%, and for kids and younger healthy adults, it's virtually zero. Nonetheless, even though Fauci was totally wrong, we kept listening to him. Then Fauci said lockdowns work. This was obviously false. The places with the harshest lockdowns, like Los Angeles and New York City, have had the worst outcomes. And no, it's not because they didn't lock down soon enough. There is literally zero scientific evidence. And now, nine months into COVID-19, zero empirical evidence that lockdowns work to stop the virus. Nonetheless, even though Fauci was totally wrong again, we kept listening to him. Fauci also said masks don't work, so please don't buy them, he told us. This is actually probably true of cloth masks, but Fauci later admitted he lied to us to manipulate us into not buying masks so that there wouldn't be a shortage for healthcare workers. Fauci lied to us to try to control our behavior. Nonetheless, we kept listening to him. Now, Fauci says, we need to reach 90% vaccination levels before we will reach herd immunity. Even though he said just a couple months ago that herd immunity could be reached at 60% vaccination or immunity rate. And Fauci admitted this week that he's deliberately moving the goalposts because he finally thinks the American people are ready to hear the truth. The absolute most despicable kind of politician lying to us for our own good. Who listens to this guy anymore? Why are we still listening to him? And while we're asking questions, let's ask this. Why are people who've already had COVID-19 and recovered from it getting the vaccine? You might say, well, to protect against reinfection. But nope. According to a new study published in the New England Journal of Medicine, which followed 12,541 healthcare workers for 31 weeks after they'd had COVID, six months into the study, they found natural immunization was solid. They found only two cases of asymptomatic reinfections. So why are we vaccinating people who've already recovered from COVID? They don't seem to be at risk of reinfection and natural immunization is better than artificial immunization. It makes no sense. Also, why are young and otherwise healthy healthcare workers getting the vaccine before it's offered to elderly people in nursing homes? It's not because the healthcare workers are at higher risk. They're not. Elderly people are at the highest risk, hands down. 
The only reason healthcare workers are being vaccinated first is because, as a University of Pennsylvania professor explained, healthcare workers are more racially diverse, while nursing home residents tend to be white. So in other words, the vaccine is being distributed according to critical race theory, not according to science. Speaking of science, why do people who aren't sick have to wear masks? You might say, well, to prevent asymptomatic transmission, but no. A new study from the University of Florida's Department of Biostatistics found that the secondary attack rate for asymptomatic index cases was not statistically different than zero. Why aren't we asking these questions? Why are we blindly following the say-so of a man like Fauci who has been wrong on basically everything and who has admitted to lying not once, but twice to the American people in order to manipulate us? If we don't ask these questions, if we don't demand answers from politicians and public health officials who are controlling our lives, we're no better than a nation of sheep. Efforts to recall Democrat California Governor Gavin Newsom picking up steam. Former San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner is joining, Faulkner is joining the move and push to get rid of the governor, and he has just launched an exploratory committee for a potential run for governor of his own. Kevin Faulkner joins me now. Uh, Mayor, good to have you with us. How close are you to getting the signatures that you need for a recall? Well, they're, they're growing every single day, and, and particularly over the last uh, month, the enthusiasm for new leadership at the top in California uh, is off the charts, and I think rightfully so. And it cuts across, by the way, the, the entire spectrum, Democrat, Republican, independent, when folks in California have seen what hasn't been working in terms of, you know, particularly opened and closed, not following science during the pandemic, right. when we see literally thousands of jobs leaving, uh, private schools are open, yet public schools haven't safely reopened. It's time for a change. Is it the pandemic itself and the, and the, the arbitrary rules, that, and as you say, not many of them not following the science, uh, that the governor's been involved with. Is, is that really what pushed many over the edge in calling for a recall? Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of that. And I also think it's, you know, the hypocrisy that we've seen from the governor. Um, but I also think, again, there's so many other issues. You know, for example, homelessness continuing to skyrocket in so many cities uh, across California. Here in San Diego County, we were the only region where over the last two years, homelessness actually went down uh, by double digits. So, I think it's time to bring a change, somebody who can actually make a difference, get this state back. We need a California comeback, uh, and we need it soon. Well, a lot of companies agree with you, by the way, having moved to either Texas or Arizona yeah. or somewhere else, a lower tax state. Uh, Elon Musk, of course, the most recent uh, moving down to Texas, of course, his Fremont plant is still there. But for for how long, nobody knows. Hewlett Packard doing the same, uh, Palmatier. Uh, so exactly what is happening to the revenues. Now, I understand there was this windfall of $26 billion that they got from Silicon Valley, because a lot of those huge companies have been doing well, but it's the small companies that I worry about. They're the ones being well, hurt the hardest by the, the arbitrary lockdowns, are they not? And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, look, the, the, the strength of the economy of any state, particularly here in San Diego, is our small businesses, our medium-sized businesses, um, and of course, our, our large businesses that create literally tens of thousands of jobs. And to see that flight that has been you know, occurring out of our state, uh, it's unacceptable. We need a governor that recognizes we want you to be located in California. We're going to actually 
cut regulations to make you successful, particularly as we get on the other side of this pandemic, to put Californians back to work and not have the attitude that says all these companies can leave and it's okay. It's not okay. We need to change that dynamic. Uh, and that's something that I think folks are ready for a change and Californians are ready to get back to work safely. About the shape I'm in, I can't sing. I ain't pretty, and my legs are thin. But don't ask me what I think of you. I might not give the answer that you want me to. Okay, so I said all that about the salons and the barbershops and all these small businesses. Some of you are opening back up. My poor Chinese friends just around the corner who. Cook me dinner all the time. They are opening, closing, opening, closing, opening, closing. I thought, you guys are killing me. One of these days you're going to close for good because you can't stay open enough. And, and uh, you know, because people want to go out to eat and sit down and have a nice eat, nice meal to, with, with your partner or with friends or whatever. They, I, I, I can live on takeout. I'm good. I'm a single guy. Just go get takeout. It's like, oh, it's, it's ready in minutes. It tastes fantastic makes my night i get all euphoric like getting high on weed or something and uh but people like to go out and they want to sit down and they want to eat and they don't want to have to wear masks and they don't want that social distance screw all that now you can go to peggy hall's seminar in fact you don't need to go to the whole seminar if you don't want to go to the whole seminar and you think man i just want that business part that's what i want i'm telling you oh i forgot to tell you how to do it um okay let me go back here so the deal is you could dip into just Peggy Hall's seminar. If you think, man, I can't, you know, it's Friday night. The whole seminar starts at like six, six o'clock, seven o'clock Friday night. Right. And, uh, and then it's all day Sunday into the, I'm all day Saturday. And then, then half day Sunday. And then Peggy Hall's thing, her, her special seminar takes off. If you were a business person, you just think, man, I'm so busy. I can't do the whole thing. You don't have to do the whole thing. In fact, you can just dip in wherever you want on this seminar. You don't have to stay for the whole thing. You can pick and choose what you want to see. So you could just go to Peggy Hall's seminar on Sunday and just and say, oh, I got to work Friday night or I got to work Saturday or I can't, but I could come to Sunday afternoon. Just come to Peggy Hall's seminar. It costs you 125 but you you can go online right now. And I'm going to tell you this because I forgot to tell you before. So you can register. They're asking you to register for this Brave and the Free Seminar for two reasons. One, they want to know how many people are getting there in case we need to make materials for you. Number two, there's going to be food. So we're not charging. The, the seminar's free. It's an amazing thing. We're doing this for free. It's probably costing the church 30 grand. So, But it's free, but we're going to have it catered by Fernando's down here in Plum, off Pluma Street on Center Street really good food and so they need to have a count for food so if you go on the churchofgladtidings.com churchofgladtidings.com tidings has one d in it sometimes people want to add another d churchofgladtidings.com then just click on brave the, the brave brave and the free and then it'll say there'll be a little icon say register click on that then scroll down and click on it again and it'll ask you do you want to eat lunch do you want to eat dinner? And you just click on those, and then you can pay for those online. But if you don't want to eat, if you want to just drive down and get a sandwich somewhere when we have a break, can do that. 
and then you won't have to pay anything. Just click and say, just skip the food and just click, I, I, I want to be there and put your name in or whatever. So that gets you registered, right? That's all you need to do. It's no cost, right? But if you want the food, it's going to be great food. And I, I would advise you to stay and eat because you're going to get, you might end up at the same table with some of these speakers and get to ask them personal questions. I mean, more questions and, you know, special questions that you have about what they talked about. So if you go to the Peggy Hall, if you want to go to the Peggy Hall event, that's a separate event, totally separate. So you want to register for that. There's no food involved in it. It's just the event and you pay for it. Now, if you get there, if you don't register and you go to the conference, you think, you know something, I'm going to go to that Peggy Hall thing. You could probably sign up at the event. But if you want to pre-sign up, go to The Healthy American, The Healthy American. Healthy is why, not IE, healthy. TheHealthyAmerican.org. And then uh, just look for the uh, Sutter County. I think she has it listed as Sutter County, and it's her business uh, workshop in Sutter County. And just click on that and go in there and pay your money and, and click on that, and you're good to go. And you're all registered to go. And if you just want to do that, you can dip. In fact, if you just wanted to go the first night or the middle of Saturday, it's very flexible. And uh, probably th in the next few days, we'll publish a schedule where you can actually see when the speakers are going to be speaking ahead of time if you can't do the whole gig. I'm I'm really going to try myself. Normally, I'm too busy to do this many days in a row. But I'm really going to try to do this many days in a row, and I'm going to try to go to her seminar because we're really gearing up. There's a team of us that are trying to gear up to help people in a number of areas, and uh, we have a website builder working on a website. It's not going to be a religious website, not a church website. It's just a website to equip people, equip patriots, and in these areas, economics, like how about your business? What if they're coming after you? How could you find an attorney to help you fight the government? So we'll have constitutional attorneys listed there, right? We'll have uh, what about your business in staying open? Say if, the, if you missed the, the seminar, we'd have Peggy Hall's contact information. You could actually attend her seminar online if you missed it in person, and you could stay home and listen to it, right? Oh, by the way, this whole thing is going to, the whole conference, except for Peggy Hall's, will be, well, actually, she may live stream hers, and you could watch it and pay for it. But our conference, the main conference is going to be live streamed. So if you can't go, uh, you can watch it from home. Maybe you're not feeling well or whatever. Uh, and it, we will record it and put it on the Glad Tidings website, and you can watch it later. Right. You can watch portions of it. You could pick out oh, I want to hear Mike Vitz, or I want to hear Peggy Hall or I want to hear I want to hear that constitutional sheriff speak. And um, so anyway, that's that's the rest of it. I dropped the ball and didn't tell you the, the full scoop, but that's the rest of it. So. Um, so, again, you could go on the healthy dot org. OK. Uh, and for the Peggy Hall special seminar on on Sunday, the 17th, you can go on the churchofgladtidings.com website to get on the Free and Brave Conference and sign up for there. Pretty simple, okay? If all else fails on the Free and Brave Conference, you can't figure it out, or you don't have, say you don't have a computer that's working and you, it, you, can't, you can't figure it out, you can do it by phone. You can just call, the, call this number, 530 530 
That's the Church of Glad Tidings. You could sign up over the phone. Very simple. Okay, so very easy, making it easy on you. Bring people. Tell people all about it. We're, We're trying to get medical people there. We're trying to get business people there. We're trying to get just good old folks there that are, and and we're, anyway, the website, I, did, I didn't, I jumped around here. The website we're building is going to address all the issues. What about your medical care? A lot of people can't get into doctors right now. Now you can go online and you can get a doctor online for a lot of your ailments and, uh, and they will uh, talk to you online and then they will send you medication. Uh, very easy online you can pay online talk to them online and they'll send you medicine get here in 24 hours okay so but we're going to have stuff like that on this website so we're going to address the medical we're going to address the educational how you can educate your kids when the public school system has now been corrupted and now is actually shut down which is a blessing in my view so i think you're going to be a bet your kids are going to be much better off there's no comparison. It's an, it's an, I think their kids are, I'm just going to say it emphatically. Your children are going to be way, way ahead of, of kids in terms of their character, their morals, their mental health, and their intelligence than the average kid fussing around with the public school at this point. So we're going to have a section for education, a section for economics, right? Uh, does, does an employer, Uh, Do you have to wear a mask, right? Do you have to wear a mask? Like I just got into a discussion with this big employer in the area here, farmer, and about masks last night at dinner. So, you know, the whole whole mask issue. So we're going to cover about four or five different topics all on this website with loading it with all kinds of resources where, you know, it's kind of like when you don't know what to do, it freaks you out. And you're facing a lot of difficulties with the government. So when Randy uh, when Randy Mitchell at Uppercut was having a problem, uh, he's bolder than the average person. But I was able to direct him to constitutional law attorneys who really held his hand and encouraged him that he's on the right track on how to defend himself. Makes sense? Well, I'm glad it does. Okay, so uh, let's see. Get back up here. Uh, let I, I wanted to... Uh, mention about let's see where is that i'm just trying to get my bearings here nail salon okay i want to go back up here and there's an article that was written oh i don't know what what article it was written in but it's talking about the recall effort against um gavin newsom is gaining momentum and uh, actually it's it's uh an Oh, Kevin Kiley, he's the uh, assemblyman from down in uh, Sacramento and East East California, up from Sacramento. Uh, so he's kind of touting the fact that the the Gavin Newsom recall effort is gaining momentum. We have till March 17th to have all the signatures uh, in the appropriate number. We need one thousand, oh, excuse me, one million four hundred ninety-five thousand seven hundred nine excellent signatures. So it says here they've got 911,000 signatures. It's really, it's sad to me. I, I think it's a great organization, the Recall Gavin organization. They're good people. They're working very hard. They're well-intentioned. The one thing I think they've done poorly at is properly give us the amount of numbers. Now, what they've done, and I, I don't agree with it, 
but I'm just telling you philosophically, we, I still work with them, but I don't, I, I don't agree. I don't agree with lying to people. I don't agree with just being deceptive. So they, they've not told the exact number of, of uh, signatures so they could keep people. They didn't want to give people a false sense of security that we had enough signatures. I'm, I'm more into being honest and just saying, look, this is the facts. This is what we need to do. Do it or don't do it. I, I'm not into deceiving or lying to anybody. I think that's, we always, you get your nose broke every single time, a hundred percent. So when this says they've collected 911,000 signatures, I don't know what that even means. I don't know whether that's the total signatures, good, bad, and the ugly, or whether that's sign- all the good signatures, right? Because I've been quoted that we have enough signatures already, 1,495, 700. We got those signatures. The problem is, is a lot of those signatures are bad. People forget where they're registered. They, they, uh, maybe they're in the wrong County. They, you know, they're, they register, they forget which County they live in. So they register on the wrong sheet of paper. I mean, they sign up on the wrong petition. Uh, they don't sign the way their registration is. They leave out their middle initial or they add a middle initial or they do something different than they registered. It has to be perfect. Their address has changed. It, you know, all those things, it has to be just like you're registered. In the petitions, all the, like on a petition of five or 10 signatures, all of those people have to be in the same county. So if the person, it's, if it's a Sutter County signature deal and you put San Francisco County, it, you're screwed. You know, it's just, it's just a waste of time. So you have to get an extra three or 400,000 signatures to make up for the duds. Right. Or somebody thinks, yeah, I, I think I, I think I registered to vote just like, geez. So we have a couple more months to, to get this done. It's, it's really doable if people will just do something. So we started doing signups again out at the church and, and, uh, it's amazing. We, we did it for weeks and weeks and weeks and we were signing up hundreds of people now we're signing up again, more people. They're just more people. They just, after all this talk, 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 it started on June 10th of 2020. And now we still are getting people to sign it. Just like, <laughs> no wonder we can't get more done. So anyway, I think they, I don't know what the numbers are. I went on the Yuba County Facebook page, by the way, you can download uh, a petition off the recall Gavin G-A-V-I-N-2020, the numbers, 2020, 2020 com, And you can go there and you can, uh, you can print off a petition, sign it, and send it in, and you could get a bunch of your friends to sign it. <clears throat> or you could go to, uh, on the Recall Gavin 2020 website, you can go to a Facebook site, for your county, they have Facebook sites for each recall Gavin 2020 counties, all 58, and you could go there and find out where you can sign in your county. Or if you're Yuba Sutter counties, what I've been doing, I I just uh, dropped some stuff off there uh, two days ago. Uh, you can go to Monty Hecker's Elite Universal Security in, in Yuba County, just south of Marysville, at 5548 Feather River Boulevard, and you can sign pe- you can sign there. You could you could register to vote there, sign the petition, or you could get blank petitions, take them home, and uh, get your friends to sign them and, and actually multiply your effectiveness 50 or 100 times. 
<clears throat> so uh, that so that's that. So recall Gavin Newsom. Let's get it done. Let's get him on the ballot. There's already people. Some people say, well, if we get enough signatures, does that mean he's recalled? No, we got another step to do. That just gets it on the ballot, which will probably be a special election. And then uh, there will be a question on the ballot. Do you want to recall the governor or no? Yes or no? So there'll be people that are really against the recall, and then there'll be people before it, just like any election. But so, but everybody for 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 Gavin's recall or against Gavin's recall, you also have an option down below on who, if it goes through, who would you like to replace Gavin with? Even if you like Gavin, if you don't get to keep him, who would you like to replace him with? And then you get to vote for a slot of, of governors. Now I or potential governors. Now, I didn't remember this, but I did vote for the recall in 2003 when we recalled Gray Davis. I did not vote for uh, the replacement that we got, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but somebody told me there were 38 people that were running for governor to replace um, Gray Davis back in 2003. I had actually forgotten that there was a huge number of people like that. I just remember... Cruz Bustamani was one guy. <clears throat> Clint, uh, uh, Tom McClintock was one, and Arnold Schwarzenegger was one. And I, I voted for McClintock, who is now a uh, who's been a congressman for years. But uh, but that's how the the ballot will work out. And uh, so you can you can uh, you'll get a chance to vote once we get it on the ballot. The, the challenge now is to get basically 1.5 million good signatures, okay? So you could register. If you're not registered to vote, maybe you just turned 18, and uh, that'll get you a reg- You can register, and you can get involved in this. It'll be your first vote, and that's that's signing a petition, essentially. So we just got a couple minutes left uh, of our uh, fourth segment. So let me give a shout-out to uh, one of our guys that, that helps me make this happen because it costs a little bit of money to make this podcast happen each week. And that's a guy that started supporting us when we were on a AM FM station before we did the podcast. And it's a guy named Monty Hecker and he uh, runs uh, a business. He's a disabled vet uh, out of the air force, I believe. And he started elite universal security and they're operating all up and down Northern California, all the way, I think sometimes even into Oregon, but down below Sacramento, all the way up. And uh, he has all kinds of jobs, job opportunities. You can carry a gun. You can go without a gun. He has different types of tasks. Male or female uh, could be involved here. If you're thinking about, gee, I'm not 21 yet. I can't be a cop, but I'd like to get some experience. You could take classes, learn how to handle a weapon, uh, learn how to buy tasers all that kind of stuff he's got all kinds of classes on all kind all kinds of stuff so you can go check him out at api hyphen academy api hyphen academy.com and you can look at all his schooling and then you could go to elite universal security.com and you can uh, look at his business and and see if you're interested in a job and they will train you all right so um we give a shout out and thank them. And uh, let's see, let me, the other people that uh, I'll just do, I got about a, a minute left to Dave Greenwich construction. I mentioned them each week and uh, I've known Dave for uh, four, four decades, I think. And uh, he's still going strong, got the top um, 
uh, kitchen and bath remodel operation in the area, and they they post on Facebook all the time at Dave Green. It's Construction dot com. Yeah, Dave Green is Construction, and uh, or Dave Green is Construction Facebook. And then if you want to go to his website, it's greenitzconstruction.com, green with E-T-Z on the end. Uh, his work will blow your mind. Uh, he's got some great, great subcontractors, and they they have great designers of kitchens and baths and entryways and decks. So if you want a great job, you want to make sure you got the best in town, uh, best in the region, uh, you can go with Dave Greenitz Construction. Uh he he does have a contractor's license, but he doesn't need one. It didn't make him a good contractor. He was a good contractor already, and uh, he just does a great job. Great communicator, uh, honest as can be, and just a great person. So greenestconstruction.com, you could go there, check out his work, before and after pictures, or Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page. Okay, this is the end of our fourth segment. And we will be back in just a second. We've got a couple minutes of clips there, and then you'll be back with me. up for consideration in the New York State Assembly would allow for any person who contracts, may have contracted, or is simply suspected of having come into contact with a potentially deadly contagious disease to be forcibly detained at the governor's or his lackey's direction and held by the state in a facility for up to two months without a court order. Assembly Bill A-416, filed by Democrat Noah Nicholas Perry, would allow for any person carrying or even suspected of carrying a contagious deadly disease to be forcibly detained for up to 60 days in a facility that has been, quote, designated by the governor or his or her delegee during a public health emergency. If a court sides off on it later, that person can then be detained in recurring increments of up to three months each. Oh, but don't worry, the bill also says that person has to be released if the state determines they no longer pose a health threat or if it turns out they were never actually sick in the first place. If this sounds like a tyrannical measure that's been used by dictators throughout history to forcibly detain people they don't like, well, that's because it is. See, if your brain is filled with gravel and you still don't get it after nine months of this insanity, this is why people pushed back against mask mandates and curfews and shutdowns and the government telling them that they can't go to church because it might not be safe, not just because these things are blatantly totalitarian and unconstitutional and not just because the government has no explicit right to shut down all of society to protect you from a flu bug, and not only because these restrictions curtail the very freedoms and self-determination that this country was founded on, but also because this is what happens when you give the government an inch. They take a thousand miles and every single one of your rights along with it. It never stops at masks or temporary shutdowns or, hey, maybe don't hang out in crowds for a couple weeks. It was never going to stop at that, which a lot of us were saying last March and getting called grandma killers for our trouble. We went from 15 days to slow the spread to we can forcibly shut down your business and deprive you of your livelihood to now discussing whether the state can literally abduct you without any due process if a governor's lackey thinks you might pose a risk to someone. This isn't a joke or a rumor or a long shot. 
This is an elected state official in New York who holds office and has a say in the laws that affect millions of people's lives, advocating for the right of the state to forcibly detain and effectively imprison you indefinitely, even if they think that you might be carrying a contagious disease but don't know it, or that you may have come into contact with someone who is. And if you think that can't happen here, consider that this is the same state legislature that has already determined that an unborn full-term baby can be legally murdered up to the day he or she is born. They applauded that and lit up the Empire State Building for it. Their open disregard for innocent human life is already well documented. What makes you think they give a rip about you? State and local governments from coast to coast have already decided that they can strip you of your right to worship freely, your right to patron certain stores, your right to open the business that you built with your own blood, sweat, tears, and money, and your right to earn a living and provide for your family. It is not a stretch from there to deciding they can lock you up arbitrarily for months if they think you might have an infectious case of the sniffles. Or, you know, if they just say you do. And to those who might asininely argue that this is an acceptable measure to take because it protects you from someone who might get you sick, consider that the same government that can forcibly detain someone else to supposedly protect you can do the same exact thing to you if they decide that you pose a risk they don't like. This is government and what it does. This is what happens when you allow it to balloon out of control and begin running your life. These are the same measures used by dictators the world over, all throughout history, to seize power and strip people of their freedom by preying on their fear. It's insidious and sneaky. It doesn't start with a bold takeover. It starts with a mask, with a request to stay indoors, with a promise to keep you safe. After all, we're only trying to protect you. And then it grows. And suddenly you realize you exist now at the government's whim, and it will never stop. Not until we make it stop. Welcome back. Uh, I want to touch touch a little bit about on COVID, the whole virus fiasco. Uh, and it, this isn't a big mistake. It isn't just like mismanagement. It's been a coordinated corruption of our medical community in order they used an illness to shut down the country. And uh, and they got away with it, I think, because we have so many deep, deep state corrupt people. But when you look at the... Uh, the countries of the world, you know, we've been hearing about how many cases you hear these every, every week, every day, how many cases in your community, how many dead, how many cases, how many dead, how many cases, how many dead, right? Let's just look at what's the percentage of world population that have not died from it. Let's forget about who had it, right? Do you, you know, it's like every year I get something, maybe I'll get something twice in a year, have some bug or sniffles or sore throat or something right you probably you the same you get it maybe once or twice a year sometimes you'll escape for two or three years you don't get anything and um, sinus infection you know stuff you just get stuff we really don't keep track of all that stuff numerically but the thing we like about it is we didn't die right you just kind of felt uncomfortable for a day or two or a week or two and it, and then you phased back into work and you felt better, but you were still a little off. 
But I think one of the things that they don't want us to look at is how many people did not die. It didn't matter whether you got it or not. It didn't kill you. So if you, like I've had a few sinus infections in my older age. I didn't ever have them when I was younger. But I've never died from a sinus infection. So that's a good sign, right? So let me just give you how this isn't a serious, uh, you know, when you say this, it's not a serious illness. People say, oh, my grandma died. Well, your grandma died. My grandma died. My grandpa died. My dad died. My mom died. My my brother-in-law died. My uncles died. My aunts died. They're all dead. So that's part of life. If you look at the Centers for Disease Control, you can actually count up how many people died each year. That'll shock you, right? In fact, when I look at the obituary in the Appeal Democrat, there's just tons of people dying. Not from COVID. They just die. They're just dying of something, right? People come to pass. So, but check this out. In the United Kingdom, 99.972% people survive COVID. Belgium, 99.944% did not die from COVID. They recovered, right? Spain, 99.956%. Italy, 99.957%. Brazil, 99.935%. Africa, 99.997259. That's it's almost like 100% survived in Africa. Australia, 99.99669%. Almost 100% in Australia. Check out USA, 99.954%. China, 99. I don't even trust China's, but it's almost 100%. India, 99.9935%. That you say, well, where did you get your facts off the internet? Here's where we got the facts: the World Health Organization or WHO, John Hopkins COVID Resource Center. Okay, so uh, the point is that this disease neither was super contagious nor was it deadly. The, the reason we can't tell how many people died of just COVID is because they don't want you to know that because hardly, hardly anybody died of just COVID because COVID isn't powerful enough to kill people. It's when they have other issues on board. Did you did, see when this, when I say 90, every one of these countries is 99 over 99 between the 99 and a hundred percent survival rate. That's with all these 95-year-olds with one lung and a part of a heart. That's including those people. You see what I'm saying? So now there's been, there's 58 counties in California. One of the counties that has been, there's been trouble stirring over these COVID shutdown things is Shasta County. And they've been having a punch out up there. And so they had an election and people voted out some of the because they they, they haven't been letting anybody into their their chambers. The super uh, geez, The Shasta County supervisor chambers. 
They haven't been letting. They haven't been doing open meetings the same way that Sutter and Yuba and Marysville and Yuba City haven't been doing open meetings. It's a violation of our constitutional rights. You vote these guys in. Oh, we're we're your man. We we took an oath to support the Constitution. We're your leader. We believe in transparent government. Oh, but you can call me anytime. But you can't go to and complain at their meeting. Why? They can't tell you with a straight face, except for the mayor Sean Harris that took did a video, and I said, Sean, you're standing up. You know, I worked well with Sean when he was the CHP, CHP commander. And when he stood up and endorsed Dr. The Liar Lou, Nurse Ratchet, I thought I lost all respect for him because either he doesn't he won't take the time enough to study COVID and to study masks and to st- study social distancing. And then he'll stand up and endorse that and deceive the people. Let me tell you, politicians. When you wear a mask, you are deceiving people. You're lying to people. You're saying this mask saves you. You're a liar. You get it? You are a liar. You're a deceiver. You're a manipulator. When you claim that we need to social distance, and that's the reason there's all this problem in our community with illness, you're a liar and a deceiver. You don't know what you're talking about, and you're relying on a socialist, communist doctor trained by the Soros Foundation, which is a part of George Soros' family, who does not care about people's health. You, as a supervisor of Uber Sutter County, are responsible. You're liable. If my family died at the hands of Dr. Lou, I would sue every supervisor personally. And you think you're... This is something supervisors don't realize they're, they don't have immunity on all this stuff. When you violate people's constitutional rights, dude, you do not have immunity. And we are, I'm just telling you right now, I'm not threatening you, you've been Sutter County supervisors. I'm just telling you how it is. We are looking at ways to sue you personally. I'm just telling you, you are screwing with us. Stop it. Stop screwing with people. Stop telling them mass work. Stop telling them social distancing work. Stop telling business to shut that you're saving the world if you shut your mechanic shop or something. You're lying to people. You're violating your constitutional rights, and you need to be held financially responsible if we can figure out how to. I'm not an attorney. If I can get somebody to tag team with me, I'm going to sue you. I may like you. But you're an idiot for doing this, and you're you're not stopping. At some point, it's like I tell people, my friends who do drugs and do criminal behavior. I said, either I'm gonna, either you got to fo- follow Jesus, or I'm gonna turn you over to Net Five and have you arrested. I tell them that. I love you, but if you don't straighten up, you're damaging our community. I I look at the supervisors and city council like criminals. They're damaging our community. You think, oh, well, just let the criminals do it. No, they damage our community. I, I just had a friend of mine go out and visit a guy who got shot. He was trying to sell food off a cart, and he was shot by a, a bunch of kids. I knew the kids. I don't like the fact that they shot this guy. That's not cool to me. So they need to be in jail. Supervisors who are portraying that you're saving your life by wearing a mask when you're really hurting your breathing system. And you're separating and you, you're st- making people stand apart and you can't go to church and you can't do this all because the supervisors won't tell the, the doctor to stand down. 
They're criminals. You kidding me? We got people locked up in Yuba County Jail on, on any normal time for petty crap. And these people shut, they ruined people's entire businesses, ruined their lives. People have killed themselves, hung themselves, shot themselves, shot each other, uh, take, take an overdose of drugs. Overdoses are totally shut down AANA and recovery meetings, recovery programs shut down all because of the supervisors. Well, we were just doing our job. Oh, really? For what? You didn't have any balls. No cow. No, you're coward. You are. You, what are you coward? You, you know, I had a friend today, Gary Maines. He ran for city council. Gary says, Lou, I, and he named him. I'm not going to go through all the names. I'm not trying to bash people. He said, I asked this guy and this guy, this guy, did you sign the, I tried to get him to sign the petition. I couldn't get anybody to sign the petition. You know what the petition is for? Recall the governor. Oh, they said, you know, then they go and go on Facebook and tell how about how bad the governor's policies are, but they won't sign a petition. You think these guys are courageous? They're not courageous. They'll sell you out in a second. If it floods here, they'll be the first one to fly. You'll see heels and elbows. They'll be running out of town, saving their little soul. Not theirs, not yours, or forest fire. They'll sell you out in a minute. They sold, you know, I asked, I asked Matt Conant. In fact, let me see if I got this. Uh, I, I asked Matt Conant, the Sutter County Supervisor, I said, Matt, did you get a second opinion? Uh, if, they, if you got a cancer... If you got a cancer uh, diagnosis, would you get a second opinion before they uh, give up on you? He said, well, of course I would. I said, you get a second opinion on uh, shutting down 2,000 businesses over there in Sutter County, ruin people's lives? You don't think, you don't think, you know, the Bible says love other people like you love yourself, right? So here's Matt Conant. He says about, he, this is about COVID. They're asking people what they think about COVID. Said so we saw the highest numbers in the state and the nation. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He didn't. What, no numbers about what? How many times people screwed each other? In terms of testing positive, testing positive means absolutely nothing. It, the test is totally a joke. It's a fraud. It wasn't even designed for that. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He said it's just terrible. It's not terrible. Testing positive. The test is. Wrong nine times out of ten. It's just jacking people up. You can get you could stick that thing in a papaya and it'd come out positive. He says it's just terrible, but we still have people walking around without masks. God damn it. Really? M- Matt, you really you're you're wearing a mask? You you you're a college graduate, you run a big farm operation, you don't have time to figure out the veracity of a mask, whether it's legit. The viability of a mask, it really stops things. He said, we still have people walking around without masks on. It's not the root of all of all of our problems, but if we don't try to slow the spread of transmission, we will never solve anything. Darn it. We can't solve anything if we can't wear a mask and stand on the X over at Food Max. This is a guy, one of five guys that say that they're bright enough to lead this county and they're running around thinking that a, a mask is going to stop a germ from going through, right? fly right through it. Now that is stupid. 
That dude is flat. Either he's a liar, he's stupid, or he's mentally deranged. Mentally mentally ill, a liar, or just stupid. He said, anyway, uh, he, he's endorsing masks. Dave Shaw with the city council of Yuba City, he claims he's one of the smartest guys in town. Has one of the best uh, finance, one of the best finance guys in town. And he's standing out, handing masks to people that don't even work. That'd be like handing handing, uh, condoms that are defective to HIV people to go screw each other and give each other HIV. But But the condoms are defective. Does that make sense to you? Giving people the impression that a mask will save their life. Is that crazy? You know what that's like? That's like telling a Jew to get on the train that they're going to just go down here for a couple days and then they'll be back. In fact, I told people before, I felt God spoke to me at the beginning of this pandemic. And he, and I felt he said, because I, I knew in my spirit, I don't know why, I knew it was it was a boondoggle from the very beginning as a scam. And I felt he said, Lou, if when they said you can't go outdoors, I thought, you know something, that's the most unbelievable statement I've ever heard. I just had a, a weird reaction. And uh, I felt like God said to me, if if right now this the government here in Yuba Sutter said we're pulling trains up and we need everybody to evacuate Mary's like, we've evacuated. I've been in evacuations many times out of here for floods. And they said, we're going to bring in trains and just leave your cars and everything there. We're just going to leave for two weeks and then we're going to be back. People would get on those trains. I believe God would said, Lou, that's what, that's how screwed up people are in this community. Now, when you have a guy like Matt Conant, that's in the newspaper, the appeal Democrat, just the other day, we're just not starting into this, Mr. Conant. We're into this like we're almost annual now. This is almost we're around the clock, around the globe, 12 months. And you still haven't Philip figured out masks. I think adolescent, you know, little kids can figure out the mask thing. It's just like if we would just wear a mask, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't if we just social distance. We could stop this. You know something we have never, you know, what we've what we've stopped is herd immunity. Normally, any epidemic or any pandemic or any big flu season stops when enough people get it and we develop a herd immunity. Because some people, see, you get stuff, but you don't know you have it because your immune system took care of it. I don't have time to go through all this every time. So the Shasta County supervisors, they started punching it out with the constituents. And the constituents said, we're tired of this lockdown. We're tired of this. What do we lock be locked out of government meetings for with sitting around with masks on? They don't do any good. The COVID is in the air everywhere. It, so standing six feet apart doesn't do anything. We went back into these meetings. So they fo- voted a couple guys out, and two of the guys, two of the supervisors, newly elected supervisors, Patrick Jones. Uh, oh, there wasn't that. That wasn't the supervisors. Let's see. The meeting was scheduled to take place online, but oh yeah. Patrick Jones and Lee Les Baugh, B-A-U-G-H, two new supervisors that ran on the thing. We're opening up the meetings. 
That was one of their campaign planks. We're opening up. So this was their first meeting, and they just opened them chambers up, baby. And the other the other members didn't attend. They came in on Zoom because they're sissies, right? Idiots. They're they're uh, they're either mental, like Matt Conant. He's a mental, a liar, uh, or he's just stupid, right? Mental, liar, stupid. Can't be anything else because it doesn't work. It's a sham. It's a fraud. It's he's punking people. So Les Baugh and Patrick Jones says we ran on the basis of open these meetings. So we're showing up. So even though the other supervisors never showed up, they just opened the doors, went in and they just did the meeting live. It said Jones campaigned on his desire to open businesses and ignore did you hear that, folks? Ignore. I-G-N-O-R-E. That means not pay attention to it. Blow it off. Ignore statewide COVID restrictions. Ba, the other supervisor, has also been outspoken about his desire to see the restrictions lifted, folks. Lift it. It's been a year. Forget about it. It's, it's not a pandemic. It's not an epidemic. Just let people get it, get over it, and move on. Let doctors treat it instead of letting them perish. I'm going to cover that after this next break. So Tuesday's meeting at at Shasta County represents a shift in the Board of Supervisors. Jones replaced Steve Morgan, who who had voted with Leonard Motti and Mary Rickett to maintain restrictions. So he lost his seat over that. And hold meetings virtually, in other words, by Zoom or something, or live stream, due to COVID-19. Jones will likely join Joe Cimenti and Ba, who have previously expressed support for returning to in-person meetings. We need to return to in-person meetings in every, every committee, utility district, city council, planning commission. We need it to be over. You're not doing a damn bit of good shutting those meetings down except keeping the public away from you where the the uh, Constitution says the meetings need to be open, 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 open. And you're violating your constitutional right, our constitutional rights, by keeping them closed. And you know I'm at a backbone. And Lou is a liar. She's a deceiver and a liar, and she should be lose her medical license for malpractice. We'll be right back. America, my America, your America. We shall not let America sink to these fools who are Democrats and now some Republicans who have jumped to the trails of unrighteousness. America, land of the free, will not stand for freedom if we allow these dark clouds of destruction. We must tear down the walls of Jericho. 
We must not allow our fears to follow the path of evil. We all must rise now, for God now has heard our cries. We all know how this election was false. We all know. But is anyone standing up for the truths? Is anyone? My fellow Americans, President Donald Trump has been the only president to take such abuse from the left and now the right since the Civil War. And I've spoken of this before. Our forefathers battled for truths, peace, and honor. And Abraham Lincoln stood his ground for harmony and won. Our president of the United States of America, President Donald J. Trump, has been a true hero in his love for this country and the American people. This is a war, a war that is about to open up now between truths versus lies. We the people must open our eyes to this truth that this election is by far the biggest scam of 2020. Can justice prevail? Can truths prevail? Well, my friends of every religion, race, color, this is not a race. This is about God. This now is about safety, our trust, our given truths. We all ask now what will be. How will our nation be free? A land that once stood with pride, with freedom, and dreams for the American people. Well, my friends, it must still be. And we all will understand this one day because President Trump is standing and will always stand for America's freedom and the words of our greatness. In God, we trust. Last October, my manager books me in Phoenix, and I don't do well in the heat. You wouldn't think, but no, I really don't. <laughs> you can see the nice tan, but I, I don't do well. Now, I say to my manager, well, in October in Phoenix, isn't it hot? He says, oh, no, no, it's fall. N no, it's not. <laughs> it's Phoenix. It's Arizona. They don't acknowledge fall. It was the temperature of the sun. And at 7 o'clock in the evening, it was still the temperature of the sun. Who buys a house there? You buy a house and it burns up. Oh, I was not happy. And the guy comes and picks me up at the hotel, and I want to do a good show. And we're driving to the club, and all of a sudden I hear angels, you know. Ha, 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 ha. There's a Dairy Queen around here. And I told him, I, say, I told the guy driving, I said, listen, pull over, I'm getting a milkshake because I've been dieting, but it's 150 degrees, you get a milkshake. Says that in the Weight Watchers manual. <laughs> and the guy driving looks at me and goes, not now, we have to get to the club. Maybe later. <laughs> now, you know that's the wrong answer, don't you? <laughs> so he wipes the blood from his head. And he says, you know what? I could use a milkshake, too. <laughs> Besides, I'm a little dizzy right now. I really shouldn't be driving. So I go into the Dairy Queen. I figured I'm all set. There's only one guy in line. But it's a very skinny guy. <laughs> and he 
he's asking questions. A Dairy Queen! What do you have to know? Chocolate, vanilla, you want stuff on it. Get out of the line. He's asking, how big is the small? Is it big? No, it's small. Smalls are small. That's why they call them small. It's 89 cents. Here's $10. Buy 11 of them. Get out of the line. It's 100 degrees. I have to hear, how big is the small? Is it big? And that's when I killed him, Your Honor. Case dismissed. All right. Uh, I want to mention uh, Ted Holmes uh, with the uh, plumbing doctor in Yuba Sutter counties. And uh, Ted's been running out. I don't know. Been several years now. I thought, Ted, what are you doing? Get into plumbing. He's a general contractor. In fact, he does remodels and stuff. And then he has a liftoff floor removal. Had a, They were moving floors all over Northern California and Nevada. I said, dude, what are you doing to plumbing, doctor? Oh, I think it'll be a good deal to start a plumbing business. Now they have five trucks or something like that. So I use them, and uh, they're easy to work with. Uh, one thing about plumbing, when it's not like planning a remodel. When your plumbing goes sideways and you got got any kids around or family of any number, you, you just need to get it solved. Plugged up plumbing or water's running back into the house, something's weird. So uh, Ted Holmes at uh, the Plumbing Doctor. I should just stick with the name Plumbing Doctor so you remember it. But uh, you can dial him up at 530-671-9111. Lots of ones, so you should be able to hold on to that. 530-671-9111. And uh, if you need them night or day, on the weekend, whatever, they'll come and solve your problem. All right? Okay, so I want to talk about an article that Ben Shapiro ran. Ben is a very bright guy. He's uh, runs, uh, oh, shoot. He's a graduate of UCLA, Harvard Law School. He has a Ben Shapiro show. He writes writes a lot. He He's the editor-in-chief of the DailyWire.com, good news outlet. So he, runs, he writes this article, and I read the statistic, and I thought, boy, that's, that's gnarly. I, I read this fact, and I thought, is that true? So when Ben Shapiro said it, I thought, yeah, I read it right. And uh, he says how bureaucracy killed hundreds of thousands of Americans. Now, every year, hundreds of thousands of Americans die. Did you know that? They die of all kinds of things. They fall on things. They fall off things. Things fall on them. They eat things they shouldn't. They drink things they shouldn't. They shoot things in their veins they shouldn't. Sometimes they shoot themselves. Sometimes they shoot them, shoot their spouse, then shoot themselves. They have heart attacks. They have diabetes. They have all kinds of things. They weigh 500 pounds, kills them. You know, they roll over on their spouse, kill them. Anyway, uh, people die, right? But now the through the psyop, through the psychological operation of manipulation, they have you. You have you totally freaked out about the word COVID. Every day that somebody dies at the hospital, because that's where people, to try to save them, they take them over there. Some they save, and then some they don't. 
And so Ben Shapiro says the government's had a hand in killing thousands of people. I thought, oh, that got my attention. That's a good headline right there. So he says, when the history of this time is written, the fundamental mistake made by the United States government won't be rhetorical excesses by the president or conflicting public health advice. It will be the same mistake the government always makes, trusting the bureaucracy. He says, we now know that the, now this is, this is amazing. Moderna, I have heard that Fauci and Gates are invested in Moderna. So there's all kinds of conflicts of interest here. Moderna is a, is a uh, medical research company, right? Pharmaceutical company. He says, I, I read this and it just infuriated me. Now I'm not into the vaccine. Let me preface it by this, but let's just say, let's just pretend the vaccine uh, is a is a stopper of corona. And did you think were you thinking like I was that that they were all working Pfizer and uh, Moderna and then there's uh, another one called in Britain called AstraZeneca. Did you did you imagine or believe from what you'd heard that everybody was scrambling to make to to come up with the solution, the vaccine, come up with a perfect vaccine, right? Would it surprise you if I said not this January, but last January before we shut down, Moderna had the vaccine already figured out? They did it in one weekend. Does that surprise you? In one weekend, scientists sat down and figured it out and created a vaccine in Moderna. And so we've had it for 12 months and could have used it to save hundreds of thousands of people. Does that surprise you? That's what happened. Ben Shapiro says, we now know that the miraculous Moderna vaccine for COVID-19 had been designed by January 13. Today, it's the 8th. It's almost just one year ago. Last year, that's when they designed it. That was just two days after the sequencing of the virus had been made public. As David Wallace-Wells writes in the New York Magazine, Quote, the Moderna vaccine design took all of one weekend to do. By the time the first American death was announced a month later from COVID, the vaccine had already been manufactured and shipped to the National Institute of Health for the beginning, fa- beginning of its phase one clinical trial. Meanwhile, for six weeks, Dr. Anthony Fauci assured Americans that there was little to no worry about COVID-19. This Anthony Fauci is a devil. And everybody else that works like Fauci is a devil, including Dr. Lou. It's amazing. We're actually paying the woman to do what she's doing. She's done so much damage. And and we don't need help from supervisors like Matt Conant running around town with a little piece of gauze over his face. Fast forward to to the end of 2020, which we just passed. Hundreds of thousands, according to Shapiro, hundreds of thousands of Americans have died. Tens of thousands of Americans continue to die every week. The Food and Drug Administration has still not cleared the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, which costs a fraction of the other vaccines, about $4 a dose, as opposed to $15 to $25 per dose for Moderna's vaccine and $20 per dose for Pfizer's BioNTech vaccine. Now, I'm not endorsing any of these. In fact, I don't know what Moderna has in it and I don't know what Pfizer has in it, but I've looked into AstraZeneca. It has lung cells 
from the a 14 week old preborn boy preborn male so they're harvesting off aborted males that's in there it also will attach itself to your dna and may affect your your immune system now if you really want to know about this we have the guru of all this in judy mikovitz coming in two weeks so he goes on to say the fda approval process costs us critical months with thousands of americas dying every day as dr marty mackery of john hopkins university told me this week safety is their external excuse they are entirely a broken federal bureaucracy matt Macquarie says, why did we not have a combined phase one, phase two clinical trial for the vaccines? Now, people, what they do is they get people to volunteer to be guinea pigs on these, these phase one, phase two. You know, usually they start with animals. They test on animals. Then they test on humans and they get volunteers to do this, right? He said, why don't we, why didn't we have a combined phase one, phase two? That means phase one, you have a handful of people and phase two, you have lots more people, right? This is an excellent question. Of course, phase one trials involve small numbers of participants who are then monitored phase two trials, large, larger numbers. I already told you that I'm going to skip through this because we're running short of time. Listen to this. I'm not, I'm not, I think I'm not taking the vaccine and, uh, the vaccine, there's no need for the vaccine because people are 99.999999 people get over this. Why would you take a vaccine for something you're going to get over? Why do you put something in your body you don't know what it is? Now, I used to do drugs, and I never checked what was in the drugs. There was no, there was no, on LSD, there was no, like, uh, uh, there was no packaging, and there was no uh, list of ingredients. He says, America's Americans, Shapiro says, this is so true, have relied on the government, a government supposedly comprised of well-meaning experts to get us through a pandemic. The government not only failed with conflicting information and incoherent lockdown policies, but also actively obstructed the chief mechanism for ending the pandemic thanks to bureaucratic bloat. Go try to get a permit in town right now. Go try to get a marriage certificate signed. Go try to visit any office of the government. It's just a big pain in the ass, man. It's just like, it's just like if you want to screw up anything, just go to government. They are specialists at screwing stuff up. He says of Americans, Shapiro says of Americans take away from the COVID-19 pandemic is that centralized government is the all-purpose solution. They're taking precisely the lesson most likely to end in mass death in the future. I want you to think about that. We can't run it. We can't even run a DMV. We can't run the post office and make it work right. We can't run the county clerk office. We, you can't even go in and deal with parole and probation and stuff. I tried to get a hold of parole recently. I couldn't even figure out how to get a hold of parole. You can't even go into a city council or supervisor. The government is totally screwed up from one end to another. You can't name me one agency that is a decent agency. You didn't know that Moderna had the vaccine all along? 
they forgot to tell us, didn't they? They just forgot to they overlooked it. They just forgot to tell us. You know who's profiting out of that Moderna? Tony Fauci and Bill Gates. Now, I don't I'm telling you, this vaccine is not a typical vaccine. It's different. And it's dangerous. All these people, oh yeah, we're gonna take it. We, I don't I don't mind taking it. I mean, I saw some of my friends over there at the Yuba City Fire Department just jumping on that, getting those vaccines. I felt bad for them. They're just getting suckered. I feel bad for them. They, you know, it's just like people are ignorant. I, I'm not telling them what they should do. I'm not going to shit on them. They have a brain. They're smart. Firefighters are smart. They study all kinds of stuff. I saw this meme the other day. It looked like a big warring angel. And over it, it said, those willing to kill the unborn shouldn't be allowed to govern the, li- govern the living. How, about, how do you think about that? Do you think people that are willing to kill a baby should be able to govern the living? Govern the living? There's an article that's just amazing, just shocking to me. You know, after Trump has cut the, cut the funding as best he can to all these people like Planned Parenthood and stuff killing babies. He won't won't fund the killing of babies. He he'll fund them giving pregnancy pills to people, or what do they call it? Birth control pills. So leaked documents reveal that the federal government gave nearly eighty million dollars of taxpayer money. Did did the COVID this recent bill where they gave billions and billions and hundreds of billions and billions and billions and billions and billions, and billions of, to other countries? Why do we do that? we got all kinds of problems here. And we gave $600. And I don't even know, did did they actually give the $600 out? Or was it 2000 Or did Trump just fold on that deal? I don't think I got any money, but it's all right with me. But they gave $600 here. You know, some people, they divided that $600 uh, by uh, 352 days. And came up with it, you know, one of those pitches. If you'll just give a dollar something, fifty-eight cents to an American once a day, that'll really help them. So they give hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of dollars to countries to do stupid tests on studying genders in Pakistan. It's just crazy. They give all this money to foreign. We don't. We're broke. In this country, we have a huge what they call a national debt. That means we don't we're giving away we're borrowing money and giving it away. What that's crazy. That's going to crush our country. And Trump was against that until all hell broke loose back there. And then he signed they they over they first he signed he uh, he would not sign it. Then they over over uh, what do they overrode the veto. So in in leaked documents, $80 million of taxpayer money went to abortion provider by the name of Engender Health over six years, over the last six years, ending 2019. The U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, awarded two separate five-year grants to Engender Health, 2014-13. 
Uh, I don't have, we're getting a little short on time. According to leaked documents obtained by Breitbart, they received, they keep saying how much they see. How, so founded, now check this out. They use all these euphemism names. But founded as the, their name once instead of engender health. Do you, do you think when they kill a baby, they're engendering any health? Just like Planned Parenthood, right? Their name used to be this. This is when they told the truth. Their name originally was the Sterilization League of New Jersey. There you go, right? Today, the Sterilization League of New Jersey, now called Engender Health, focuses on reproductive rights and women's health. But they just spent $74 million killing babies. It was founded by notorious eugenist Marion Stevenson Olden, kind of a, maybe a contemporary of Margaret Sanger, who began to pro- promote compulsory sterilization of persons with traits considered to be undesirable. Oh, that's like deplorables, right? While working for the Princeton League of Women Voters. Isn't this interesting? You're working for a suffrage operation, Princeton League of Women Voters, but you want to sterilize people that you don't think are good people because they're undesirable. It almost, that undesirables almost sounds like non-essential, doesn't it? Undesirable. The current movement from the globalists describes small business people as undesirables, folks. I'm just telling you the truth. You can do what, what, with it what you want. In 1937, Olden founded the Sterilization League of New Jersey, which later changed its name to the Sterilization League for Human Betterment in 1943. Well, thank you for bettering my life by sterilizing me. It was again named, renamed Birthright Incorporated. Birthright. Oh, we're going to give you a right to birth if we don't kill you. In 1943, that was the goal of improving the biological stock of the human race. Well, there we have it. That's pretty clear, isn't it? We're just going to breed some of you people out of here. Blacks, those the, the non-essentials, undesirables, deplorables. In 1950, Birthright was renamed the Human Betterment Association of America, HBAA. And in 2001, the organization again changed its name. So they started out like uh, Sterilization League of New Jersey. Then they went to uh, Sterilization uh, League of Human Betterment in 1943. Then they went to Birthright Incorporated. Then they went to Human Betterment Association of America in 2001. And then they finally made it into Engender Health. According to the website, Engender Health supports a comprehensive abortion care act or CAC including safely induced abortions, emergency treatment for abortion-related complications, and post-abortion contraception. These guys love abortion. Thank you, Jesus. says, we also work within communities to reduce abortion-related stigma. That means we're still killing them, but we don't want to feel bad about it. And increase awareness of unsafe abortion as well as aid civil society organizations that advocate for conducive policies and systems. In 2019 alone, we helped to avert, avert, 
a hundred one point. This is so interesting the way they say this. I thought they were going to say we we averted 1.4 million abortions, like they got did an alternative, like they either got had the baby and gave it away or had the baby and kept it. No, 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 no. This is so slick the way they say this. And in, in 2019 alone. We helped avert a total of 1.4 million unsafe abortions. In other words, we still aborted the baby, but it was just super safe and nice. Isn't this amazing? I never heard of this organization. I've just, Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood gets all the credit, and these guys just been having, they, they're gnarly, man. They're the sterilization league. How about that? It's fascinating to me because, there was forced sterilization in this country by these type of eugenists of black people. Do you think they're all pissed off at the Democrats for doing that? That's who did it. Racist. No, no, no. They blame Republicans for it. They're so screwed up. Well, we're done for today. And uh, we'll see you next week, Lord willing, and see what kind of country we got in a week. Could be pretty gnarly. You might want to put a little peanut butter and some extra bread aside and some maybe bottles of water. Things may get a little gnarly around here. So we'll be back next Saturday and uh, God bless you and uh, do something good for somebody this week. They might really need it. See you later. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sugar to